What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Living in what and come over into what is. Right now, there is freedom for you. Right now, there are new beginnings, joy, peace, victory. And crying over what happened yesterday doesn't bring freedom. Living in regret of what you could have been, what you should have done, doesn't do anything productive. Being offended, angry, upset over what didn't work out will only keep you in mediocrity. It's time to drop it and move forward. You may be a product of your past, but you don't have to be a prisoner of your past. Nothing that's happened to you is a surprise to God. Before he laid out the plan for your life, he already knew every person who would hurt you, every mistake you would make, every loss you would go through. And the good news is, for every setback, God has already arranged to come back. For every disappointment, a new beginning. For every failure, restoration. For all the ashes, he has beauty. You have to put your foot down and say, that's it. I may have gone through some disappointments. I may have made some mistakes, but I'm not going to waste the time I have left worried about what I could have done better, bitter over who hurt me, upset over what didn't work out. I'm stepping out of the was, and I'm coming over into the is. I'm dropping the offense, dropping the guilt, dropping the failure, dropping the hurt. I'm not living my life with any more baggage. I'm going to live my life free. Here's the key. If somebody hurts you, if you'll give it to God, he'll be your vindicator. Or if you've made mistakes, and we all have, quit beating yourself up and receive God's mercy. It's new every morning. If there are some things you don't understand, you worked hard, but you didn't get the promotion. You did your best, but your marriage didn't make it. Instead of carrying around that baggage, you have to be mature enough to say, God, I don't understand it, but I trust you. I'm not going to live bitter. I'm not going to go through life looking in my rearview mirror. I'm going to keep moving forward, knowing that my best days are still up ahead. Ecclesiastes says, better is the end than the beginning. You may have had a rough start, but you don't have to have a rough finish. Better is the end. Maybe you went through a disappointment. Somebody broke your heart. The medical report wasn't good. Don't get stuck on what happened yesterday. God is saying something better is coming. There may be some rough places in the middle, but don't stay focused on the betrayal. Better is coming. The loan didn't go through. Don't go around in self-pity. Better is coming. You prayed and believed, but the medical report wasn't good. That's one report, but God has another report. He says something better is coming. Now, don't cancel out the better by living in yesterday. We live in your hurts, your failures, the disappointments. If your mind is always in yesterday, you're going to move in that direction. 
You can't go forward looking backwards. If you're always thinking about who hurt you, what didn't work out, reliving your failures, calling people, telling them how bad the medical report is, you're going to get stuck. Receive this into your spirit. Better is coming. Joy is coming. Healing is coming. Breakthroughs are coming. Victory is coming. Paul said it this way in Philippians. I focus all of my energies on this one thing, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. Here's a man who wrote almost half of the New Testament. He could have said, I focus all of my energies on being a better writer, on developing my leadership skills, on impacting the culture in a greater way. He said, in effect, what's more important than all of that is forgetting what lies behind. He knew if we went through life carrying negative baggage, we would miss our destiny. Paul had a lot of adversities. He was falsely accused and put in prison. He was beaten with these rods, shipwrecked, gone without food and shelter, on and on. If he had not learned this principle, he would have become bitter, angry. God, why is this happening to me? It's not fair. He felt it so strongly. One translation of that verse I quoted, he said, I have not attained it all yet, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind. He was saying, I'm not all I should be, but one thing I have down, one thing I'm good at, I know how to let go of the past. He was an expert at dropping it. Sometimes we spend more energy holding on to the negative than we do letting it go. What if we were to do like Paul and start focusing our energies on moving forward, dropping the offense, dropping the guilt, dropping the hurt? How do you drop it? Stop thinking about it and stop talking about it. Don't relive the negative things that have happened to you. The reason some people never see the better is because they're always opening up old wounds. Every week they call their friends. Can you believe what they did to me? That happened 27 years ago. They're still dragging it up like it happened yesterday. If you're going to get free, you need to not only drop it, you need to bury it, have a funeral for it, put it away once and for all, make a decision. You're not going to talk about it another time. When you're tempted to, just zip it up. That betrayal, that failure, that disappointment is dead. You buried it, you had a funeral, it's over, it's done, it's in the past. Now, if you go dig it up, it's going to speak. It's not only going to make your life sour, but nobody's going to want to be around you. When you carry around stinky stuff, you may not realize it, but that makes you unpleasant. When you're bitter, you push people away. When you're offended, angry, living guilty, it pushes opportunities away. You have to get the stink out of your life. Leave the baggage. A couple of months ago, I was coming home from a night of hope. We leave on Thursdays and come home Friday night after the event. I had forgotten to pack an extra pair of socks. So I put my socks on Thursday morning and we traveled to that city did a book signing that night, had a lot of activities, got up the next morning, didn't have time to go to the store, so I put my same socks back on. That afternoon I worked out and perspired and all. That night did the three-hour night of hope, shook hundreds of hands afterwards. 
When I got on the plane to come back home that Friday night, I was so tired, and I took my shoes off just so I could rest a little bit and put my head back. And about 10, 15 minutes later, Victoria came back to where I was sitting. She said, what in the world is that smell? It's so bad back here. She thought I had my shoes on. She said, Joel, put your shoes back on. It stinks really bad. So I said, oh, my feet don't stink. I couldn't smell anything. I've been back there 10 or 15 minutes, but here's my point. Sometimes when we see, we don't know it. When we carry around bitterness, unforgiveness, guilty, angry at our neighbor, you may not realize it, but that's stinking up your life. That's pushing people and opportunities away. Why don't you get the stinky stuff out? There's an amazing future in front of you. There's beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, dancing for happiness, but you've got to move forward. Maybe you need to bury a mistake that you've made. You've lived guilty, condemned, down on yourself long enough. Have a funeral for it and put it behind you. No more talking about it. No more letting the accuser convince you that you're just a failure. You don't deserve to be blessed. You're unworthy. Those lies will stink up your life. Don't let the defeat play in your mind. When the failure, the mistake, the guilt, the disappointment comes back up on the movie screen in your mind, do yourself a favor. Change the channel. Have the attitude, I'm not going backwards. I'm not living in regrets. I'm not rehearsing my failures. I'm moving forward. I may have made some mistakes, but I've got a promise. Better is the end. If you'll get your mind going forward, your life will go forward. How much time and energy are you giving to the negative things of your past? Hurts, wounds, failures, disappointments. You only have so much emotional energy each day. When you're spending that energy on negative things, calling a friend, talking about how bad somebody treated you, reliving your failures, down on yourself, that's energy you should be using to move forward. You have to come out of what was and come into what is. Don't say another word about that breakup, that disappointment you went through. Don't tell another person about the mistake you made. That's over and done. You buried it. You had a funeral. Now don't talk about it anymore. You can't have your mind in yesterday and expect to go forward. The truth is, every person has baggage. We all have things that could cause us to be bitter and live with the heaviness. The difference between the people who are positive, happy, expecting good things, and people that are bitter, discouraged, negative, is that second group, they hold on to all the baggage. The first group have learned this principle to drop it, to let it go. Mark chapter 11, Jesus was talking about what we should do when somebody does us wrong. Verse 25, he said in the Amplified Version, forgive them and let it drop. Leave it and let it go. Notice the principle, drop it, Leave it and let it go. Maybe somebody's talking about you, trying to make you look bad. You could easily be upset, offended, try to pay them back. Why don't you try a different approach? Drop it, leave it, and let it go. God will fight your battles. 
Well, they betrayed me. They walked away. Don't waste another minute being bitter. Drop it, leave it, let it go. You took a step of faith, but it didn't work out. The business didn't make it. You could easily be sour. No, three simple things. Drop it, leave it, let it go. The reason it says leave it is because you'll be tempted to go pick it back up. You may drop it at first, and that's good. That's the right thing. But tomorrow morning, when you think about what they said, how rude they were, you'll want to pick up the hurt, pick up the bitterness. I know people that have been picking up the same offense for 47 years. It's no longer a bag. It's attached to them. It's a part of who they are. You have to leave it. It may not have been fair, but God saw what happened. He is a God of justice. He's promised that he will make your wrongs right. When you leave it, that doesn't mean that you're weak, you're giving up, you don't care what they did to you. No, you're saying, God, I trust you to be my vindicator. I trust you to open the right doors. I trust you to get me to where I'm supposed to be. Maybe at 10 o'clock in the morning, a co-worker is rude to you. You drop it, leave it, and let it go. But when you see them at noon again, you're going to want to be tempted to pick it back up. Just say, no thanks, I'm leaving that offense where I dropped it. I'm not carrying any negative baggage. So many people are just the opposite. Somebody cuts them off in traffic at 8 in the morning, at noon they're still upset. Instead of dropping it and leaving it, they keep picking it back up again and again. Put it in their bag, take it wherever they go. Friends, life is too short to carry around negative baggage. Your destiny is too important. Your time is too valuable to go through the day weighted down by offense, by guilt, by disappointments, by hurts. You have to make this decision to not only drop it, but to leave it. Don't give in to the temptation to pick it back up. There was a man in the scripture by the name of Ahiatophel. He was one of King David's right-hand men. For over 25 years, he served as an advisor and close counselor to David. But when David's son Absalom made an attempt to take the throne, Ahiatophel was one of the first ones to desert David and go with his son. He started advising Absalom, telling him what he should do to overthrow his father. Well, this revolt wasn't successful. Eventually, Absalom was killed. And the scripture says that Ahiatophel was so distraught that he went out and hung himself. But why would a trusted advisor of King David for so many years suddenly turn on him? Ahiatophel was the grandfather of a lady named Bathsheba. She was the woman that David had an affair with and had her husband Uriah killed. Then David took her as his wife. Could it be that Ahiatophel turned on David so quickly because he never got over what David did to Bathsheba and to Uriah? Instead of forgiving David, dropping it, leaving it, letting it go. All those years, that poisoning was simmering on the inside. The outside, he looked fine. Everything looked like it was okay. He was advising King David. But on the inside, something wasn't right. Tragically, he ended up taking his own life. And of course, what David did was wrong. 
Ahitophel, in the natural at least, had a reason to be bitter, angry, upset. But when you carry around negative baggage year after year, you're not harming the other person. It's contaminating your own life. You won't have the creativity, the blessing, the favor that you should. Like Ahitophel, what they did to you may have been wrong. It may not be easy, but for your sake, not theirs, you need to drop it, leave it, let it go. When you do, God will heal your hurts. God will restore your broken places. God will pay you back for the injustice. But when you hold on to bitterness, unforgiveness, guilt, actually, you're not holding it, but it's holding you. That poison will lead you down the wrong path. Ahiathophel had everything going for him, a successful career, working for the king, respected, but because he wouldn't deal with his negative baggage, he missed his destiny. It cost him his life. Don't let that be you. Don't play games with negative baggage. Bitterness, unforgiveness, guilt, drop it and let it go. Well, Joel, I don't understand why this happened to me. Why did these people do me wrong? Why did I come down with this illness? People ask me, why did your mother get healed and my mother didn't? We're never going to understand everything. Don't get caught up in the whys of life. The scripture says we see in part now, like looking through a glass dimly, but one day we will see in full. One day it will be clear. But if you're always trying to figure out why everything happens, you're going to end up bitter, frustrated. The best thing you can do is just leave it alone. If God wants you to understand why, he's God. He'll tell you why. But if he's not revealing that to you, you need to be smart enough to let it go. Some things God doesn't want us to know. The scripture says it is God's privilege to conceal things. If you're going to trust God, you have to accept that there are going to be unanswered questions. We have to be big enough to say, God, I don't understand why this happened, but I'm okay with not understanding why. I don't have to have all the answers. You're God, and I'm not. I trust that your plans for me are for good, that you know what you're doing. Good friends of mine pastor a church in another city. One night, their teenage son was tragically killed in an automobile accident. As you can imagine, they were so heartbroken, devastated. Overnight, their world came crashing down. They're great people, strong believers. I didn't know how they would respond. A lot of people get bitter, angry, blame God, let it ruin the rest of their life. It wasn't easy. They went through a dark time, but they came through it. And I asked them how they did it without becoming bitter. They said, we made a decision that we weren't going to exchange what we do know for what we don't know. What we do know is God is good, that he's for us, that he's loving, that he's merciful. We weren't going to let that one situation that we didn't understand cancel all that out. Maybe you've gone through some things that don't make sense. It's bothering you, causing you to be bitter, discouraged, upset. You need to do what they did. Quit trying to figure it all out and go back to what you do know. You do know God has you in the palm of his hand. You do know God wouldn't have allowed it if somehow, some way, he wasn't going to bring good out of it. 
The truth is, everything is not going to fit perfectly into our theology. We all need to have a file in our thinking called an I don't understand it file. When something comes up that doesn't make sense, you can't find an answer to, instead of getting bitter, frustrated, just put it in your I don't understand it file and keep moving forward. If you make the mistake of going through life trying to figure out why everything happened, why did I get sick, why did my loved one not make it, that's going to poison your future. 1881, James Garfield was elected the 20th president of the United States. Six months later, he was shot in the back. The doctors were able to save his life, but they couldn't find the bullet. He was recovering just fine, but back in those days, they thought if they didn't remove the bullet, it would cause them problems later on. So they did more surgeries, probing all around, still couldn't find it. Alexander Graham Bell developed an electrical device, hoping to locate it. That wasn't successful. Two months later, President Garfield died, not from the original gunshot wound, but from the infection that came from all the probing around. Sometimes it's better to leave things alone. If you're always probing around your hurts, your wounds, your failures, because you're keeping it so stirred up, you're never going to get well. You have to turn it over to God. Say, God, I don't understand it, but I'm not going to keep probing all around. God, I trust you. My life is in your hands. I'm asking you to quit looking back. God wants to do something new, but you have to let go of the old. Don't be like a hired to fail and hold on to things that are going to poison your future. Do like the Apostle Paul. Focus your energies on forgetting what lies behind. So something you need to drop, an offense, a hurt, a failure, there's no better time than now. Today can be a turning point. Make this decision with me. You're going to get rid of your negative baggage. You're not only going to drop it, but you're going to leave it. If you'll do this, I believe and declare God is going to give you beauty for ashes. He's going to heal your hurts. Like Ecclesiastes says, something better is coming. Joy is coming. Favor is coming. The fullness of your destiny in Jesus' name. And if you receive it, can you say amen today? And we never like to close our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus. I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. Get in a good Bible-based church. Keep God in first place. He's going to take you places that you've never dreamed. As a thank you for your support of our ministry this month, Joel and Victoria would like to send you a copy of Joel's new series, You Are Healed. This audio and video resource will challenge you to experience wholeness in your emotional, relational, spiritual, and physical health. Also included is the testimony of Joel's mother, Sylvia. Read about her devastating cancer diagnosis in 1981 to her miraculous healing in Sylvia Osteen's book, Heals of Cancer. Order your copy of You Are Healed and the book, Heals of Cancer, today at joelosteen.com or call 800-565-0772.
The vision of Joel Osteen Ministries is to use every avenue available to present the hope of Jesus Christ to people everywhere. Your partnership makes this ministry possible. Visit joelosteen.com slash partner today. TVN has impacted my life as I've watched in, in some nights being sat at home just listening to the variety of preachers that have preached the word and it just so happened the night that I've tuned in that God has spoken a word into my life and that is more precious than money cannot buy what God can do through this network what God has done in my life through this network I, I remember one night of a, a well known worship leader I, I came in from a meeting and I turned on TVN and this worship leader he was telling a story of how God impacted his life in a mighty way and he wrote a song that literally has been sung across the nations of the world and in that moment the Holy Spirit filled that room and I began to weep because you never know what God is doing if you just obey him and follow his leading. So I thank God for TBN. May God increase it. May God bless it to the ends of the earth. We spread the gospel around the world. You want to become not only a partner in name, but you want to sow your seed and your resources into this great ministry to help us get thousands, millions even saved around the world. It's your chance to be a part of the gospel mission. Here are two ways you can support TBN. First, create a living legacy by giving a percentage of your estate or a dollar amount to TBN through our estate planning program. Second, if you're 65 years of age or older, you can earn higher interest on your investments as part of TBN's Lifetime Charitable Gift Annuity Program. For more information on estate planning or charitable gift annuities, contact TBN's Living Legacy Department online. Eric Stackelbeck has spent nearly two decades covering the Middle East. He has researched the worldwide growth of radical Islam and its impact on national security by interviewing both world leaders and wanted terrorists, and highlighting the shared threats to both America and Israel. The Watchman with Eric Stackelbeck airs every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday exclusively on TBN. Happy Mother's Day from the Trinity Broadcasting Network. The following paid program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. Today with Joseph Prince. Listen to God providing righteousness. His name is Jesus. And God is saying, I'm measuring you by that. Into a world that you're trying to get away from. If you don't stay where you are, don't stay where you are. God is about to push you into the next dimension. Not have somebody say to me. Hello, everybody. I'm 
excited to have this opportunity to share the word of the Lord with you today. The message is called Transformational Living. It is so important for you to understand that you have the power to transform your life. You're not for whatever you got in the answer in the end of that. Just have to make the best of it. The devil is a lie. You can live your life in abundance and peace and power and tranquility. And also, apostle, you can choose to get to that, but it all starts in how you Let's go to the Word of God and get ready to be blessed and to that, most importantly, transform. This is our benchmark scripture, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Yeah, Lord, yeah. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, out the mercies of God, it's going to take mercy to do this, that you present your bodies a living, okay, living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, when I look at a text, when I look at a text for teaching, I look for the big words. And when I say big words, I don't mean how long they are, I mean how big the thought is. So initially, I thought the big words are conformed, transformed, renewing, and mind. Those are my big words. So I want to focus my attention on what does it mean to conform as opposed to transform. Conform, to conform to something, to shape yourself around it. He said, don't shape yourself around this world. Now, generally, when I look at that, I look at it in a global sense, like shaping yourself around the world, but that doesn't make sense because I can't shape myself around the planet. So when he said, don't be conformed to this world, he means don't be conformed to your world. Don't shape yourself around the environment you came from. Don't be conformed to the culture or the generation or the gender that has defined you. Don't shape yourself around that. If you want to escape, you can't shake yourself around it. If you want to escape, the goal can't be to fit in. And let me tell you something, fit in is a big thing. It's a big, big, big thing. It's a big, big, big thing. It's a big, big, big thing to fit in. It's a big, big thing to fit in. That's one of one of our innate needs that is sociological need to fit in. God said it's not good for man to be alone. We have a need to fit in and to be accepted. Let me, let me, let, if I go into a locker room and we're we're playing football, we go into a locker room and all the men are naked. It's just an example. Stay with me. And I have on a suit. I feel awkward. Because my need to fit in says, you're inappropriate. On the other hand, if all the men are in the boardroom and they all have on a suit, can I come in naked? If I'm the same person naked or dressed, but my feelings of awkwardness are based around what everybody else is doing. 
You know, I've seen our team discussing what are we wearing? Is it the dress casual? Is it business casual? Is it this? Is it that? You get an invitation to a party match, you want to know, so you can fit in. You don't wear what you want to wear. You wear what everybody else is wearing. You don't want to show up like that if everybody else has got our blue jeans because we are taught to conform to the world. We are not taught to be an individual. We're not taught to be an individual. We're taught to fit. And you spend all of your life trying to fit. Fit into a world that you're trying to get away from. Because if you were happy with the, your world, you wouldn't be sitting here right now. There's something in you that has an instinct that there's something beyond this that's bigger than where I am right now, and I want to go to the next level. And I simply say, you can't live on the next level if you think in the cage. So we, we can say, be not conform to this world, but be transformed. Now, conform is to shake yourself around something. Transform is to take that part of you, that seed, that core, and transform it. It's in you, but it's got to transform. And he says, you can be transformed, and this is why I love this text, by the renewing of your mind. He says, you get a new mind about it, you're going to have a new life about it. I'm going to say that again. If you get a new mind about it, you're going to have a new life about it. If you get a new mind about it, you're going to have a new life about it. If you get a new mind about it, you're going to have a new life about it. You're coming in on crutches, and you hate crutches, and you're miserable because you hate crutches, and your crutches are not the problem. It's how you feel about it. If you get a new mind about it, you're going to have a new life about it. But somebody sitting over there don't have no legs, and they don't have no arms, and they sit over there happier than you are. How can he be happy and going swimming and fishing and just not married and he's a paraplegic? If the problem was never the legs or the arms, it's how you think about it. Oh, God, help me. So let me say this. So be not conformed to this world, be you transformed out of renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove. But if, he said, when you get a new mind about it, then your life is going to start to prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And then I looked at it again, and I thought, you know what? The biggest words in this text is not conform, transform, renewing, or mind. The biggest words in this text is be. Because everything in the text is about being. Conform, transform, maybe the longest words, but they're not the biggest words. The biggest ideas are about being. Conformed is trying to protect what I be. Be is so that I may transform into a being. A being, not just a thinking, but a being. That's what we're talking about, transformational living. We're talking about transformational being. I want to be it. 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 I don't want to think on a level that I don't become. This is a struggle about being. About being. About being, be not conformed to this world, 
is discovered with transformative teaching. And this is why it's important how I get started by exposure. When you are exposed to something that's better, it changes the way that you think about it. You may not be it the moment you are exposed to it, but when you are exposed to it, you get pregnant with possibility that maybe life doesn't have to be conformed around the cultural context that I came from. Maybe I can be something better. And out of that, a process of transformation starts with kingdom thinking and ends up with kingdom being, kingdom living, transformative thinking, glory to God. Tell somebody, tell them I'm pregnant with possibilities. Ladies, I'm so excited to talk to you about this. I don't even know how to characterize it. It's the Woman Out Loose Masterclass. I want to focus on an elite group of women who feel God calling them into upward mobility. I'm going to have teaching and preaching and ministry, but I'm also going to have the best of the best women who are exceptional in their field training you, sharing their story, helping you to evolve into the woman you were created to be. To be mentored not only spiritually, we're going to have that too for evangelists and pastors and women who really want to sharpen their tools in ministry, but I'm also going to have it for professional women, executive women, entrepreneurial women. I can only take so many. It's going to be first come, first serve. It's the Woman Iris Masterclass because I believe that there is a masterful call on your life. And if properly groomed and strengthened, it will lead us. So, what we're trying to get is what's in our thinking, and what's in our thinking to become our being. Christ in you, formed in you, character in you, formed in you, discipline in you, formed in you. And in order for the formation to be complete, you got to be willing to be awkward. you gotta be, you got to be willing to be awkward. you you got to be willing to try something where you came from and feel kind of funny about it. That's it. Anyway, you've got to be willing to let me hold you even though you feel funny being held because nobody ever held you. You've got to be awkward with your new place at first or you abort the opportunity to transform into what you want to be. So you can't eat leeks and onions and go to the promised land. You've got to be willing to give up on what you think you like so that you can cross into what you ask God to do. Am I helping anybody? Am I helping anybody? Just let me know I'm helping somebody. If you don't get this, you're stuck. You're stuck. You're stuck in the prison. You're stuck in the womb. The reason I really want to think that the birth process is a clue about life. Life is a 
series of rooms. Think about it. Life is a series of rooms. Little periods that you start in that you outgrow. And the push into the next bigger dimension. And it's always by force that you go into the next dimension. It's always uncomfortable. You know how the bruise the baby is when the baby is born, the mother's wore out, and the baby is bruised? You don't look like the Gerber baby because birthing always creates bruising. Anytime you're leaving a small thing, going into a bigger thing, expect to get in the process. Just go bruise you a little bit to be perfect to the next event. You hear what I'm saying to you? I was fed in it, I was nurtured in it, I received air in it, I received water in it, and now I'm pushed out of it into something. It's always into something bigger. It's always a matrix that leads to a bigger dimension. Life is always like that. So I was pushed out of the womb into another world. Ooh, and I saw lights, and now I see why I got eyes. I couldn't use these when I was in there. He gave me something for out here while I was still in there. And I never did understand why I had eyes till I got pushed into the next dimension. And now I understand why I had eyes. What God has given you now may not fit where you are. But that's only a sign that he's about to push you into the next dimension. If you don't fit where you are, don't stay where you are. God is about to push you into the next dimension. Let's have somebody and say, live. Live on the next level. Don't live in your history. Live in your destiny. You got stuff you can't use. You got a nose you couldn't use. But the place you're in right now is too small for you. And God said, push. That's your neighbor say, push. Having five porches. 
and these lead a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, wizards, waiting for the moving of the water. Look at that sociological environment. Everybody up here is sick. Oh my gosh. Look at that sociological environment. Everybody's got something wrong with them. All the different fortresses, everybody around. And he fits in. He fits in. And these were a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, hawk withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. A certain man. Out of all of those people, there was a certain... Yes, sir. Man, he, 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 there was a certain man. I'm wondering, are you the man? <laughs> this, this, this is the man whose environment is lying on him. Even though he has the same problems that the other people do, he has the potential in spite of the problem, to receive the promise. So Jesus comes into this environment and walks past all these other people and finds somebody who has the potential and his core to change. And so, what's wrong with you? And what's what he says? What's what he says? An uh, angel went down at a certain season into the pool, troubled the water. Whosoever first, after troubling the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? And, 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 and look, look, look at Jesus asked him, Jesus didn't ask him, but one thing, wilt thou be made whole? He didn't ask you nothing about his environment. He didn't ask you anything about his circumstance. He just asked you, do you want to get out of this mess? He required a simple answer, didn't he? Yeah. And instead of saying yes, he said, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the bowl. And then while I'm coming, another stepper down in front of me, he says, I'm like this because of my environment. And Jesus says, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. I'll close with this. Wilt thou be made whole? Do you want to be whole? Or do you want to fit? If you want to be whole, stop telling me who did what to you. And step into a new being. And start living in where you're going rather than groaning in where you've been. Transformational living is being offered to you this morning. It's being offered to you. 
is being offered to you. Wilt thou be made whole? Or do you enjoy dysfunction because it's familiar? Transformational living. You could be one push away from the bigger part of the rest of your life. I've got to stop there. It's been a real joy to have the opportunity to give you the word of God today to speak to your life, to help you to transform into the person you were created to be. Speaking of transformation, we have done something this year that I have never done before, not in the way that I'm going in this year. This is going to be off the rails. It's the Woman Hour Loose Masterclass. I'm so excited about it. We are here from women all over the world. I mean, the best, the brightest, the smartest, the, the, those who are seeking the strongest and only really want to be impacted by the power of the Holy Spirit. There are evangelists, pastors, teachers, evangelists, CEOs, managers, leaders, entrepreneurs, all gathering in Dallas for the Masterclass. Yes, you You've been loosed. Now you're about to lead off the way through the frame. Join me. You're in Dallas, Texas. And with your organization to accomplish your purpose, because your time is now. The real crown is in your mind. It's never in your circumstance. It's always in your head. For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive Bishop Jake's critical message. This is your opportunity on CD. And these seven cards reminding us of God's promises. Your greatest moments in a Anything can happen at any time, and your village is just like. When your gift is $100 or more, we will add the Your Time is Now series on USB, as well as these attractive hot and cold tumblers. Danger, this is not a Because your time is now. If you're in Canada, visit us online or call to order your digital downloads today. social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on the
and we walk behind these buildings in a very dark place and into a restaurant and then the back of the restaurant. They walked us through these hallways and there was these sliding doors that you would see on different movies like samurai movies. And so we walked into this back room and they slid the door and it was very dimly lit. And they said, sit down on the floor. We sat down and then walked this fragile 90-year-old Chinese man. And you could see the pain, the bruises, the suffering this man had been through. And yet he had a smile. And he sat down on the floor with us. He began to tell us his story. He said, in the 60s, I fell in love with Jesus. I met Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I realized how much he loved me, that he had died for me. And I couldn't help but share it with others. I wanted them to know about Jesus. But they told us that we weren't allowed to talk about Jesus. We weren't allowed to spread the gospel. We weren't allowed to have Bibles or read Bibles or share Bibles with others. And so I began to do it secretly. I would get Bibles and pass them out in the middle of the night. I would go and meet with other Christians. And I would meet in these small homes where they called the underground church. They began to tell us about the underground church in China. These rooms where people would meet beneath the ground in basements of houses. People who would pray and they would worship and they would fellowship together secretly because the government controlled any type of religion that would come in. He said, I got caught. And they put me in prison. They said, we'll let you out of prison if you recant that you believe in Jesus. If you tell us you'll stop spreading the gospel, we'll let you out. He said, I can't do that because my heart beats for Jesus. My heart beats for people who need Jesus. And so they kept him in prison. And while he was in prison, he told us that he shared the gospel with other inmates. He started leading people to Jesus. And they didn't like that, so they put him in solitary confinement. For 30 years, he sat in prison. And I started to feel sorry for him. I felt this sympathy. He said, don't feel sorry for me. He said, it was my joy. It was my joy to be persecuted for believing and standing in Jesus. And he began to tell us scriptures about suffering and persecution that I guess I just didn't really think about that often. He said, we're invited to suffer like Jesus suffered. It's not meant to be dreaded or fearful or something that's painful. It's meant to be a joy. The martyrs of the early church, it was a joy for them to give their lives for Jesus. And I remember leaving that day as we walked out, we could bring the lights up, as we walked out of that room thinking, would I have the guts, the boldness to stand in a country where persecution happens every day against Christians? Would I be able to stand and be a person of the cross? See, we see that phrase across the news as these 21 Coptic Egyptian Christians were kidnapped by ISIS and beheaded simply because they believed in Jesus. And they called them the people of the cross, the people of the cross, these violent people, they said. You see, on the video, on, on the, 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 the news, it shows all these Christians being hurt. There's no violence. There's no retaliation, no anger, no revenge, no grabbing these terrorists and choking them or cursing at them. It's simply almost like a joy that I'm dying for what I believe in, for what I stand for. And sometimes I think we as the American church, we're oblivious, or we just turn a blind eye to it, we just kind of ignore it, we don't really think there's anything we can do, and so we don't talk about it or think about it. And so this month, I want us to put it on the forefront of our minds, why we should be thinking about the persecuted church. See, we're a missional church. 
We're not just a church for church people. We are a church for lost people. And we are a church that's passionate about reaching the lost because God's heart beats for lost people. And so the church heart should beat for lost people. We're not just here to make you feel comfortable and convenient and tell you what you want to hear and make your ears feel simple. We are here to reach lost people. And we will do anything short of sin to reach the lost. We will reach lost people for Jesus. And it might bother some religious people that want to keep it all us for and no more. You might not like a church that reaches lost people, but I'm telling you, it's God's heartbeat. Any church that's not seriously involved in missions has forfeited its right to even exist. Any church that's not seriously involved with missions, with reaching lost people locally and globally, has forfeited its right to even exist. Because Jesus said, this is the great commission. Not the great option, not the great suggestion. This is the great commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Baptizing them, making disciples. This is why we're here. This is why we exist. And so five ways we respond to missions. Five ways we respond to missions. Number one, we remember. Number one, we remember the persecuted church. Paul said in Hebrews 13, verse 3, remember those who are in prison for the gospel. As though you were in prison, you were in prison with them. In other words, realize that you, too, could be in prison for the gospel. We're not far from the day here in America where persecution is coming closer and closer to home if you stand as a Bible-believing Christian. We are a church that will not back down from the values and the morals and the Word of God. It was written 2,000 years ago. It's still relevant and real today for us as a church. We're not changing God's Word. We're not preaching a new doctrine, a new theology. We're preaching the Word of God. So we remember those who are being persecuted. Because we realize we could be in prison with them too. And Paul says, remember them as if you are with them there. It's easy for us to forget. It's easy for us to be so engulfed and engaged in downtown Tulsa and South Tulsa, West Tulsa, and Sepulpa and Dixie, Broken Arrow, our community. What's going on there? I want to go eat pizza today. I want to go watch a sports game. And that's fine. It's okay to have a life. But just don't forget there's people all over the world that are risking their life for you. To spread the gospel. Don't forget there's people out there that are in chains because they refuse to deny Jesus as Lord. And let that kind of bother you a little bit. It's okay to be bothered. You say, well, Paul, I don't want to be bothered. I just want to come to church and be comfortable and eat crackers and juice. I don't want to feel any conviction. I want to go to a church where they don't convict me. Where you're going to get convicted at victory. I'm sorry. That's why I'm not sorry. Because this Bible is offensive. The cross is offensive. The message of Jesus is not an invitation to comfort or convenience. It's an invitation to an uncomfortable, inconvenient life that is worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Anything you sacrifice on this earth is worth what you will gain in heaven. The people of the cross are not about convenience and comfort. The people of the cross are about Jesus. They're about reaching lost people. And so we remember those who are in chains. And number two, we pray. Paul says pray for those who are spreading the gospel. He said in Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, devote yourselves to prayer. Be watchful and thankful and pray for us too that God would open the door for the message to spread. So number one, we remember. And then our remembrance drives us to prayer. Lord, we pray for missionaries all over the world that are sharing the gospel. 
We pray for their protection. You know, you might think, well, Paul, what is my prayers going to do? I'm here, they're there, they're in Cambodia, they're in Myanmar, they're in uh, uh, Somalia. What is my prayers going to do for the persecuted church? Where is the persecuted church? Well, those colors on that map represented all the areas where persecution is happening. In fact, I'm going to throw a map up on the screen of the areas where the persecution is the worst. The red represents the most extreme persecution. And if you're a Christian, you are a threat to what they're trying to do with their religion or their government in those countries. And so we pray for them. We pray for their protection. And we pray that the message will spread rapidly. Paul says, pray the doors will be open. Carrying the cross means carrying your cross as a dad the way that you treat your children. Carrying your cross means carrying your cross as a mom, being there for your kids. You say, well, Paul, I can't go on a mission trip right now. Yeah, but you can carry your cross into your house. You can carry your cross as a college student on your college campus, sharing the gospel with other friends, other people who need Jesus. As a teenager, you can carry your cross into your high school, sharing the gospel with other friends, walking in forgiveness. Carry your cross into your marriage, husbands by laying your life down for your wives. I think in a lot of ways, people are looking for a new life. God has a great plan for every one of us, but we each have to receive it. This new life book really, to me, is a foundational truth of Scripture simplified for you in categories like um, faith and baptism of the Holy Spirit. Healing, uh, confession of the Word. Oh, this is why I was born again, and this is who I am in Christ. It talks about how Jesus came to give you a purpose, how he came to show you what your real purpose actually is. There was a night um, where I was just really feeling sick, and I woke up and I reached over and I was able to take the This New Life book and really um, made the Word of God come to life in my own life. It is such a quick and easy resource. Like, if you were to read through this book and really understand what this book is offering, it will literally change your life. That's what it did for me. Receive your free book today by calling 1-800-760-2360 or go online to pauldoherty.org today. Number three, what can we do? Our response to missions is we sow. We sow into missions. I'm not talking about needle and thread. I'm talking about financially. We sow into missions. When you sow into victory, you sow into missions because every month we support those missionaries. Those dots on those continents represent names, faces, orphanages, churches, Bible schools. Well, Paul, I just, I really like to put my mission budget towards entertainment. I'd like to go see a couple movies this month. I'd like to go do some different things. I, I can't really give to missions anymore. Those represent names, faces, orphanages, Bible schools, churches. Let it sink in. Let it mess with you a little bit. Because when you sell $1, $2, $3, you are helping rescue people that these missionaries are touching. Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, I'm not here to beg for your money. Philippians 4, verse 13. He said, let me just tell you something. Let's go there together. Philippians 4. And I believe it's actually verse 10. I apologize. Philippians 4. Verse 10, he said, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that you at last started caring for me. In other words, he's saying, thank you for sowing into the mission of the gospel. He said, I'm so thankful that you did it. Other people weren't doing it. Other people had given up on me, and it's not that I need it. I've learned to be content in all cases. These missionaries are going without so much. While we here in America are so blessed. The fact that you live in America, you are among the wealthiest top percentage in the world. You are so blessed. These missionaries are living without shoes. They're getting mud huts. 
riding a bicycle miles every day just to share the gospel. And Paul says, thank you. Thank you for remembering us missionaries. And thank you that your remembrance didn't just stop with awareness. It didn't just stop at prayer. That it went on to sowing. That you actually knew that you could be part of the missions work. Though you couldn't go, you could sow. And you sowed in the missions. And Paul said, verse 14, nevertheless, you have done so well sharing in my distress. You Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. Let us be the church that never stops sowing into missions. While other churches might stop and say, we're going to put it in here, we're just going to take care of us, we're not going to think about the world, Lord, let us burn with passion to reach the world. The Great Commission is on our hearts, it's on our minds, it's on our mission, our vision here as a church. And Paul says this, he says, listen, even in Thessalonica, you sent aid not just once, but twice. You helped me out. Not that I'm seeking your money, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Do you hear what Paul's saying? The fruit that abounds to your account? In other words, you are part of the harvest of the souls he's reaching all over the world. See, when we sow into missions, little do we know that we're sowing into reaching people for Jesus in Oaxaca, Mexico, in Guatemala, in Panama, in uh, Honduras, in uh, 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 Nicaragua, in Nigeria, in Sierra Leone, in Egypt, and in uh, Middle East, in Iraq, and in Somalia, and in Madagascar. When we sow, we are helping lead people to Jesus. Paul says, if you just knew the people that you're reaching, you would be so inspired to give even more. Number four, our response to missions is that we go. We go on missions. You know, one thing I love about this church is that we've always sent people on missions. We've sent people to go on missions. There's no substitute for going and experiencing the amazing thing that God does in your life when you go on a missions trip. Go on one. Maybe you've never been on one. Maybe you went on one 20 years ago. I encourage you to go again. But if you can't go, so for someone else to go in your family your daughter, your son, your husband, your wife. I've heard stories of husbands giving up finances that they were going to use to buy things for them, toys that they wanted to have so that their wife could go on a mission trip. How amazing is that? Heard the same thing about wives doing that for their husbands, moms and dads doing that for their kids, because there's something special about going on the mission field and sharing the gospel with people in need. They need what we have. They need what's inside you. I want to share a few quotes from missionaries who've gone over the years on missions and things that they've said. David Livingstone, one of the greatest missionaries, he said, sympathy is no substitute for action. If a commission by an earthly king is considered an honor, how can a commission by a heavenly king be considered a sacrifice? That's good right there. If the president asked you to do something, wouldn't that be an honor? I mean, if it was the right thing. It would be an honor. And yet, sometimes we look at God asking us to go on a mission trip. Well, that's a real sacrifice. That's a real sacrifice. I just, man, that's a real, it's a huge sacrifice on my plate, my career. That's going to get in the way of everything. It's an honor. It's an honor. I want to go back to Africa one day. I want to go and touch people with Jesus. I want to share the gospel in Eastern Europe, Poland. I want to share the gospel in India and the Russian Federation. Lord, I want to be part of what you're doing across the earth. It's an honor. It's an honor. 
This is not a show. This is not something that we just occasionally talk about. This is it. This is life. This is the lifebeat of our church. It's an honor to go on missions, to be used for God, going to the food pantry. You yourself could go and bless some people downtown, go help out at the homeless shelter. One of Ashley and I's first date was going to the homeless shelter on a Friday night and serving soup to the homeless people. See, you can go on a mission trip, getting out of your comfort zone. It's funny because people think, yeah, 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 um, but I didn't sign up for that, you know. I just sign up for the uncomfortable, inconvenient thing. And the Holy Spirit comes. Jesus says, when you find yourself in situations that are uncomfortable, the comforter comes. He comes to tell you what to say and what to do. You don't need a comforter if you're already comfortable. Why would you need the Holy Spirit if you're super convenient and comfortable in your chair, doing what you love to do in your career, enjoying your entertainment? The Holy Spirit shows up when you're in the most uncomfortable, inconvenient situation. And, man, he gives you strength. His grace is made perfect in our weakness. We can't do this on our own. We need him. And so we go on mission. Here's another uh, quote from from missionaries. Hudson Taylor, he said, If I had 1,000 lives, I would give them all for China. Henry Martin said, the spirit of Christ is the spirit of missions. The nearer we get to Christ, the more intensely missionary we become. Robert Moffat, he said, in the vast plain of the north, I have sometimes seen in the morning sun the smoke of a thousand villages where no missionary has ever been. When David Livingstone heard that quote, it drove him to leave his comfort zone and go on missions. Jesus said, anyone who wants to come after me and be a disciple must deny himself and take up his cross daily to follow after me. Carry your cross. All of us have a cross to carry, unexpected crosses. We don't realize. See, the people of the cross are people of forgiveness. The people of the cross are people who do God's will even when it hurts, even when it's uncomfortable. The people of the cross are peacemakers. They're bridge builders. You know what a bridge builder is? It's a person who becomes a bridge between someone else and Jesus. You know what that looks like? Let's say that that monitor right there is somebody and the podium is Jesus. It's you laying your life down so that they can get to Jesus. When you're a bridge, sometimes you get walked on. Sometimes it's uncomfortable because people have to find Jesus through you. Does your life Lead people to Jesus or repel people from Jesus? Do your words, do your actions at your workplace, in your marriage? I need some helpers. Is there a mom in the room that would be willing to step up? I need a mom, just a brave, bold mom. Let's give this mom a big hand. This right here. Is there a father? I need a father, just a good dad, a bold, brave dad to stand up. Would you carry this cross that John's going to hand you? Is there a dad that would stand up? This man in the green is going to wear He's going to carry the cross. I need a teenager. Where's a teenager at? I need one teenager. Just jump up here. Yes, sir. Come on over here. I need a teenager, and I need a college student. They're a college student. They would come, a college student. They would get out from your seat. Yes, ma'am. Come on over here, Ruben. Okay, awesome. I want you guys to go and stand in the aisles to hold your cross. Because carrying the cross means carrying your cross as a dad. 
the way that you treat your children. Carrying your cross means carrying your cross as a mom, being there for your kids. You say, well, Paul, I can't go on a mission trip right now. Yeah, but you can carry your cross into your house. You can carry your cross as a college student on your college campus, sharing the gospel with other friends, other people who need Jesus. As a teenager, you can carry your cross into your high school, sharing the gospel with other friends, walking in forgiveness. Carry your cross into your marriage, husband by laying your life down for your wives. Wives, carry your cross into marriage by laying your life down for your husband. See, we're all called to carry the cross. We're all called to be people of the cross. may not be easy. may mean that you have to deny your flesh, which you want sometimes, but the call is there. Pick up your cross and follow Jesus. My challenge for us this month is that we would be lit with a passion and a fire to share Jesus, to want to know Jesus, to want to pray and sow into missions, to want to go on a mission, to want to carry our cross. It's time that we would be people of the cross. God is looking for men and women like you and me who would rise up with courage, with boldness, and share his message unashamedly. Just like you saw in the message today, there are people all over the world that are being persecuted for their stance of following Jesus, for their for their belief in Jesus Christ. I mean, right now, there are several countries where there's intense persecution happening. One of the best things we can do is pray for the persecuted church, that you would take some time today and lift up your brothers and sisters that are in chains for the gospel, that you would lift up your brothers and sisters that are being driven out of their homes, out of their own country, because of them believing in Jesus. And then also that you would take that responsibility as a believer. You would start giving financially towards missions, towards outreach. You personally would start sharing the gospel as a witness in your workplace to the people that need Jesus. It's time that we would be people of the cross. Pray this prayer with me right now. Say, Jesus, I'm all yours. I surrender to you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you for raising from the dead to give me eternal life. Use me for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe God's going to use you. I believe God's going to help you. I believe he's going to give you courage to stand up for Jesus, to, to be a follower of Jesus in this day and age, and to bring his hope to people all around you. We want to help you with this. There's a book called This New Life. You can get it today. Call the number at the bottom of the screen or go to this website, pauldoherty.org, where you'll find lots of resources to strengthen you in this walk of following Jesus. You'll find many books, sermons, series I've preached right there, sermons to watch for free to stream that you can share with friends and family. I want to say thank you to all the partners that help get this message out, that are helping us bring the gospel to people around the world. We can't do this without you, and you're making a difference. People's lives are impacted because of your faithful generosity. Thank you so much. Love you. Your best days are right in front of you. I think in a lot of ways, people are looking for a new life. God has a great plan for every one of us, but we each have to receive it. This new life book really, to me, is a foundational truth of Scripture simplified for you in categories like um, faith and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Healing. 
confession of the word. Oh, this is why I was born again, and this is who I am in Christ. It talks about how Jesus came to give you a purpose, how he came to show you what your real purpose actually is. There was a night um, where I was just really feeling sick, and I woke up, and I reached over, and I was able to take the This New Life book and really um, made the word of God come to life in my own life. It is such a quick and easy resource. Like, if you were to read through this book and really understand what this book is offering, it will literally change your life. That's what it did for me. Receive your free book today by calling 1-800-760-2360 or go online to pauldoherty.org today. Now is the time to dream bigger, to go further, to move forward, anything of purpose, find your destiny, fulfill your calling. Victory Bible College. Thank you for watching. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our television partners and friends. You have ways of thinking walled off in your mind that are keeping you from the life that God wants you to live. Color Conference is a global sisterhood who champions feminine heart and alter beauty and brilliance. We have the right as we give and take the color experience. Join us on Color Conference main stage this week as we hear a powerful message from Priscilla Shire. Our God is able to handle your situation. He's able to do it. Now listen, whether or not he chooses to is a question of his sovereignty. It is not a question of his ability. Color Conference, main stage on the Hillsong Channel. As our way of saying thank you for your gift of support to our ministry this month, we'd like to send you Pastor Brian's brand new ministry resource entitled How to Fight Fear. In this practical and uplifting resource, you'll discover how you can effectively identify and overcome the power of fear in your life. It's vital that we live in the reality that fear is an emotion, and therefore, through Christ, we have authority over it. This month we've prepared a special offer for you that will encourage and strengthen you in your battle with fear, whether it's fear of failure, fear of your past, fear of death, regardless of what you may be battling in the area of fear today, I want you to know that you can overcome. Call or log on now, and as you give, be sure to request the new resource, How to Fight Fear, and take a step towards living in freedom and
Father, I just thank you, Father. I just thank you, Lord, for allowing me to come into your presence. I thank you for the opportunity to be able to draw nigh to you. I thank you for the word and the penetrating power of God. The penetrating power of God. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, Lord, your word makes such a difference, Father. Your word makes such a difference. Your word makes such a difference, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity. To be used by you, Father. It's an honor. It's a privilege. To be able to come forth and to be used by the master. <laughs> to be that yielding vessel. <laughs> that willing vessel, Father. Mm, mm, mm. As you chose us, as you predestined us. 
hair from the womb, Father. As you predestined. We, your people, we just thank you, Lord. We praise your name, Lord. Father God, for we all are on different parts of a journey. Mm, 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 mm. Father, woo, Jesus. Mm. We all are on different parts of a journey, Lord, but the common denominator, <laughs> the common link is you, Jesus. And we thank you for the opportunity to come and fellowship one with another to give you the praise and the glory. We thank you for the opportunity to come to fellowship one with another as every joint supplies each other, Father. For we are your body. <laughs> and you are the head. I thank you for this man of God, Lord, who says, use me, Daddy. <laughs> I thank you for this man of God that says, Lord, I'm going to just throw my hands up in the air, not in defeat, but in praise. I thank you for this man of God who says, Lord, I understand that there's purpose to the church. Challenges that are coming before me, and I'm going to trust you through the challenges. I'm going to trust that your word will perfect all things that concern me, and I choose to understand that for that I'm just going to, despite what life throws at me, I'm trust that I will accomplish that what I set out to do. This man of God on this line, Lord, I want you just to move in his heart and in his life right now, Lord, as he yields to you. As he yields to you, Lord, as he's learning that I I don't have to know everything, as he's learning I ain't even got to figure it out, as he's learning I just know, like I said, I just need to get to my daddy, and he's going to give me what I need. He's going to give me what uh, so So, Father, he chooses to fight to get into your presence, and he chooses to fight and to stay in your presence because he recognizes that as long as he's connected to you, he's got victory. As long as he's connected to you, he's got strength. As long as he's connected to you, he's got whatever it is that he needs. And the enemy can't touch him. So he doesn't want to walk in himself. He's tired of walking in Dre. <laughs> he's seen what Dre can do. He's walking in himself and and, and doing those foolish things. He says, you know what? I'm no longer a child. I'm no longer a child. I give it up to my daddy and say, Daddy, just grow on me. Daddy, just use me. Daddy, help me to get over myself so I can do what you called me to do. Daddy, I I just want you to hold me, grow on me, use me. I just want to be that vessel that you preordained me. So, Lord, right now, just impart inside of him that life, light, that seed, whatever you know needs to be imparted inside of him so he can walk down the path that you've called him to walk. Let those giftings and those callings that you placed inside of him begin to illuminate. Because, see, when light enters in, when light enters in, darkness must flee, Lord. So we you know what, Father, what we need to understand, we got to quit fighting the devil and just say, come on, give me some more Jesus. We got to quit. See, the devil, he can handle us, but he can't touch God. <laughs> he can't do nothing. So as long as you try, as you put more and more Jesus inside of you, the enemy's going to lose his grip. He's going to lose that, that, that stronghold. So just concentrate 
on eating God, imparting God, eating his word, his spirit. Just concentrate on letting God grow up inside of you. Just focus on the word of God, the spirit of God, the anointing of God, and watch as your life transforms. So, Lord, move today on this call. Guide all of us down the pathway that you want us to go. Strengthen, guide, direct, impart, and love on us. In Jesus' name I say. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank God for your apostle. Thank God I needed that. Uh, man, I needed that uplift, encouragement, all of that, bro. Uh, and I thank everyone uh, on the line who's uh, decided to to uh, join us uh, in this uh in this journey, uh, thank the Lord uh, for the journey. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's been a heavy week, y'all, <laughs> but it's been a, it's been a, it's been a blessed week. Um, and I thank God for uh, the apostle um, uh, saying that God has given us gifts. Amen. And um, um, I, I just want to share a, a, a testimony, um, um, just a couple of, on Wednesday, Wednesday evening, um, uh, praise the Lord, I'm wrapping up some some um, final paperwork on on um, the 501c3 uh, and getting, getting uh, things in place for um, uh, the, the next step, which is uh, the the degree in MDiv, um, uh, I'm right home, happy, um, uh, singing praises to the Lord, and I see a car at the corner, and as I look back at this whole case scenario after it had all happened, um, interestingly enough, um, I. As 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 God reminded me of this um, uh, experience, um, as I was passing the car, um, I'm traveling south and I pass a corner that is on Jeffrey. As I'm traveling south on Jeffrey, I pass the car and immediately my senses, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is telling me this is car, this car is going to hit you. And it, 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 the car is at the corner, and I pass it. And um, so uh, I'm co- approaching 87th Street. Clearly, um, it's a it's a bus um, at a bus stop loading. Uh, um, uh, we're getting ready to unload and load uh, 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 pedestrians or passengers. A couple of cars, an SUV in front of me. I, uh, as I approach the SUV, I, I, I purposely, you know, and it's the Holy Spirit, purposely drove me to leave space in between the SUV and my car. Um, uh, so I had enough room, <laughs> uh, hallelujah, to, uh, to maneuver. So as I, as, as I, as I approach the SUV, I'm looking in the rearview mirror cause I'm kind of, you know, I'm now my, my sisters are wearing, I'm, you know, I'm kind of like, oh, oh, you know, okay. So I'm looking in the back of the mirror and I see this car barreling down, like, you know, speeding at it, like, you know, tremendous speeds. 
And I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to hit me. And uh, sure enough, bam. He hits me. Um, I'm I'm keeping my my cognizant, you know, keeping my head about it, cause I'm now I got so much speed after the guy hit me just from impact physics. Bam! My car is is propelled forward, so I'm mm. you know driving around of the bus, you know, swerving oncoming traffic, and thank the Lord, <laughs> Hallelujah, made it out of that one. Unscathed, untouched. The speed that that guy was going, the traffic oncoming, the bus, the SUV, oh, my God, it could have been, whoo, so much worse. Um, uh. Uh, but that ain't the end of it all, you know. Again, your 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 brother, beloved, um, in front of you is also plagued with with um uh the spirit of fear, and sometimes I don't get stuff done like I need to, like my auto insurance or like my driver's license. So of course, yeah, I'm in the situation. Get hit, uh, you know, we. <sighs> so, uh, of course, I'm out of order when I get, you know, I real, real out of order. I mean, really, really out of order. Uh, but the guy's drunk and had obviously been drinking, smell alcohol on him, or, you know, on and on and on. And I had to say, this, the, the end of the story uh, is, the, 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 is the guy wins. I could have, it could have been a whole lot of, you know, different. Could have been her. Could have actually been, in, you know, in jail. God made a way, bless me. So, uh, and then reminded me, we this case scenario. I, I, I'm like, wow. When I saw that car coming, and I knew he was gonna hit me. I should have been able to at least in those seconds, I had enough time to plead the blood of Jesus, to send angels to redirect. Even though they did and able to allow me to move, but I wasn't consciously speaking it. God was revealing to me in those, in that little split second, that's when you got to Speak his word, because that's when that attack is coming. I could have deflected that. Thank the Lord, there were warring angels already in place that was able to get me in space. And, oh, but, 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 but thank God, He revealed to me in that in those seconds, those milliseconds, you gotta proclaim His word. It's Speak to that storm. Speak to that demon. Speak to that force that's trying to destroy you. We got the power to do it. 
So, so all of these fights, all of these little encounters, this is not just, you know, to me, amen, this is not like, you know, we sparring, but this is some serious competition that we doing in this, in this gym that we in, in that Apostle has us in. So when we get out into the world, we can be able to understand, you know, you know, where we was. Of course I was angry. Of course I was upset. Man, you, all of that. Uh, but God was still there. No, no, it, it reminded me that those gifts are not without repentance, even though I was angry, even though I was upset, even though the spirit of anger was deep in me. The spirit, those giftings that God gave us, Aisha, are not without repentance. So even if we even if we act out of order, he ain't gonna take those gifts back. He didn't. He said, "Oh man, he acting crazy." So you know, uh, I'm I'm taking that gift back. Nah, that ain't nah. That ain't what I read. That ain't what he gave me. Hey man, so it ain't not. It's not a. It's not a. It's not an act that's in in Andre. And, you know, our great had nothing to do with this, amen. It's all through the redemption and the salvation of what our Savior did for us, which is the shedding of his blood on Calvary for the redemption of Andre So God sees Jesus' blood as opposed to seeing Andre. He sees Jesus' blood when he sees everybody on this line. <laughs> he sees the blood of Jesus on that woman that told me that she was hooked on crack cocaine. He is with that woman that is addicted to opioids. He is with that young man that commits crime. But that enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And our warfare is not spiritual, but it is, it is not it's not a carnal, but it is spiritual, mighty through pulling down the strongholds. And that's what we we dealing with in this in this day and age: spiritual strongholds, wicked rulership in high high places, government, academics, education. Our economy, our commerce. We know very well why we struggle in our community. Lack of jobs, lack of resources, economy. What makes a government feel that they got to invest in defense? as opposed to humanity. 
we pray, Jesus, send your Holy Spirit into the government, into the president's office, so he thinks it, and acts according to the will of God. Once the 
tell you that you fell off, but God still sees you as who he called you and sees you as. He still sees you as righteous. He still sees the blood of Jesus over you when he sees Vanessa. So so that said, you know, you still are in good standing as far as the father's concerned. And so, you know, you'll circle back around and, you know, pick up, you know, some psalms and, and you know, spend some quiet time and, you know, and sub with them again. So, you know, and that time you'll make it special. And so, uh, um, uh, but, but, but for your mom, let's, let me switch a hat here and, um, and, and, and get it to the physician mode. Um, now, the white blood cells are cells that are, are infantry. It's our armed forces. It repels mm-hmm. any invaders. And so we think that white blood cells, when it's elevated, is an, is a, an indicator for some sort of infection. And mm-hmm. typically in adults, um, in the lower extremities, in the legs, it's usually a soft tissue infection, such as a cellulitis. Um, those people who have diabetes or um, have some, well, you know, what we call glucose intolerance, they are a little bit more susceptible to having, um, like, what, what, what we call cellulitis or mm-hmm. soft infection. So, um, you know, you know, uh, so it, 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 it's also, you know, um, you know, something that, that, that we, um, it, it, so, so as I say this, as, 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 as we'll start first with the flesh and we'll say that I, you know, hallelujah, you know, medically I've seen this. We, we you know, um, most of the time are able to treat it with IV antibiotics and, um, you know, you know the, the patient is perfectly fine. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty confident that, you know, uh, you know, once they, you know, figure out, you know, you know, exactly what antibiotic they want to give her and, you know, she'll be fine. You know, they'll give her something broad to kill a lot of bacteria, and then once they find out the specific bacteria, then they'll, you know, make something that, uh, or they'll, you know, pick something that is really designed to, you know, get rid of that particular, you know, bacteria. So, yeah, I, 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 as a, as a physician, what you told me, I will, you know, especially if she's in, in hands of healthcare, you know, you know, thank God that that yeah. that God gives us warning. He, you know, he gave. That's a gift, Hallelujah, that Sam has, and it's a, you know, and I also picked up a spiritual gift that you have. You, you know, are very caring. You know, it, it doesn't matter who y'all, cousin, yeah. brother, sister, half sister, whatever. If, mm-hmm. if you, you know, if, if you had if God placed that loving, caring heart, you know, because a lot of people don't have it, amen. Uh, so if he gave you that gift to be loving, to be caring, to be nurturing, then, you know, praise God for that gifting, nurture it, develop it, grow it. So, you know, you can be the full Vanessa you need to be in, you know, and continue to thank God that he's given, you know, other generals and and captors in this in this army. And, you know, I, I thank God that you said, you know, what you said about, about um, 
you know, just coming on the call makes me, I'm sure it makes Sam feel good, and it certainly makes me feel, you know, at least God, I'll be you know, in the toolbox and you, you know, are able to use me. And so, uh, you know, we, we are, like you said, amen, in this, in this, um, in earlier, this is, you know, you know, Vanessa's struggling, Andre's struggling, Andre's struggling, Sam's struggling, Sam's struggle might not be, be a marked struggle, but we are all yeah. struggling, though. You know, we yeah. are trying to make it to show on these broken pieces, like Carl said, you know? Yes, 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 yes. So, my- so, so you know, uh, you know, I say remain encouraged, you know, and, uh, you know, pray for your mother, pray for specifically for that infection, you know. Bless my you know, it's huh? my sister. It's my sister. Your sister, you know, yeah. you know, anoint yeah. your hands, you oh, know, anoint your hands. Your... I said, you better know it. I, I definitely am. And my mother stayed behind. You, you you talking about a strong prayer warrior. I watched how she grabbed my daughter up in that bed and prayed over her. And the next morning, my daughter had movement. So I know she got hey. one of the, yeah. Thank God. Hey, 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 hey. Oh. So, like you said, you know. Okay, so you know you you didn't see some prayer warriors, so yeah. God then then gave you some education that you can see. So, Amen. I'm just joyful that I can join this morning, and oh, thank God, thank God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, um. Um, any anyone else uh, got a got a testimony? You want to give God a shout out, praise report before we get started? If not, we will delve into the book of the Apostle John Eckhart, or, or written by the Apostle John Eckhart, I should say. Um, destroying the spirit of rejection. Destroying the spirit of the church. And we left off, um, you know, talking about a few things. And and one of the things, just to kind of kind of go back a little bit, is is it starts with with God. This is your line. Vanessa, you still on the line? Hmm? Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, yeah, amen, amen. Vanessa, before we get started, let, let's have a little prayer. Go ahead and, and, and usher a little prayer. I know the apostle prayed, uh, but I'm going to I'm I'm join in, and, and then we're going to open it up. But we're going to have, you know, I, I love to have you go ahead and start us, start us off. Father God, Father God, thank you for your hands on our lives, Lord. Father, we just praise you today because we know you are the almighty omnipotent. Lord, we know and we see you moving in our lives and through others daily from the most minute thing to the most just largest thing ever, Lord. Father, we just thank you for this call. We just thank you, Lord, for the fellowship on this call, Lord, and the work that's being done after the call ends, Lord. We know, we know 
that you have big plans for us all, Lord. We just have to continue to press in, be strong, seek you, and be obedient, Lord. That's the main thing, to be obedient. I want to pray for my sister's healing, Lord. Whatever's going on in her body, Lord, I know you're bigger than whatever it is in her body, Lord. I thank you for the doctors, Lord. I thank you that we've been blessed with doctors that know you, Lord. That's the most important thing. They recognize the science, but they recognize that you're behind the science, Lord, that you are the mighty one. You are the almighty healer, Lord. No one can heal or do anything without you moving through them, Father. God, we just thank you every day of our lives. I thank you that Doc was okay during his wreck, Lord, that you were there, that your angels were already encamped around him, Lord. That was you. Father God, we know that you know all things, that if we only just trust And have faith, continue faith, every day, all day faith, Lord. Just like pre-forgiveness, that faith has to be there all the time. It has to be recognized that nothing can happen without you in this world, in our lives, Lord, without us trusting you, Lord. And when it gets hard, Lord, send us people like the people on the prayer call to give us a good word of encouragement, as you always do, Lord. Father, we praise you and we lift you. Oh, my God, what a mighty God you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Lord. Vanessa, I just need you to release right now. Just release. Just let God in and just release. When you were talking earlier and Dre said that you were covered, what came to me was a wilderness experience. In the wilderness experience, you have to learn that God always has your back, that that his word is true, not to be governed by your emotions, not to get caught up in your head. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 that's what you were doing. And when you and Dre, Dre said, you know, no, God said that you're covered. We have to learn that and trust that and walk by it when it doesn't feel that way, when it doesn't look that way. Holy child. And when and all honesty, everything looks the exact opposite. We still got to know that God's word is true, and that in His word He says He will never leave nor forsake you. Mm, mm, mm. And when you pray for for the healing of your sister, you have to know that it's going to be done. <laughs> Shit, it'll go. Mm-hmm. When you begin to confess over your children or your, your mom, that you know that once you put that word out there, Shit, it's going to manifest. Shit, got it to go. Because see, I see what God is doing in your life. You got a prophetic gift, and He's going to begin to develop and cultivate inside of you. You got a prophetic gift in the God is, is now beginning to grow and increase in you. So I talked about the challenges. The challenges is not so much of that. The challenges is coming because of your destiny, your calling, because of the anointing of God that's over your life. So so what you continue to do when it looks bleak, it feels bleak, it even smells bleak, you just continue to give God the praise. 
because he is God. And you allow him to perfect all things that concern of you. He's growing you up, prophetess, to be just that, a prophetess. <laughs> to arena, to pull down strongholds. The hundreds could have prophetess Vanessa. <laughs> He's pulling a kubaka. He's increasing. He's increasing you. And begin to work out there and to lay hands and to speak life and to zakandra and to, and to hear from the throne and speak it out here on the earth. So when I said release, that's what you need to do. Release of yourself and let his spirit take over so he can truly speak to you. Amen. To you. Jesus, we just praise you for this vessel. Mm-hmm. We praise you for this vessel right now. I just see him right now just shot a anointing you with his presence right now. I just see it right now. His hand is upon your life. And he's just, he's just, he's just, just allowing his anointing hands just to touch you. Covering you. Yes. I just see you right now. His hand is just, and every way he touches you, you can just feel the power of God flowing inside of you. Just continue to in love on your daughter, Lord. As she's experiencing and growing with and in you. I need you to say, Vanessa, that I just repeat after me. I am a prophetess. I am a prophetess. I am a woman of God. I am a woman of God. That God has chosen me. That God has chosen me. To walk in that arena. To walk in that arena. Mm, 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 mm. God is no respecter of persons. God is no respecter of persons. And those gifts that he gives. And those gifts that he gives. He does not do so in repentance. He does not do so in repentance. That means. That means. That he knew what's inside of me. That he knew what's inside of me. Thank you, Jesus. And who he called and formed me to be. And who he called and formed me to be. So I'm just willingly. I'm just willingly. Saying yes. Saying yes. To walk. To walk. In the anointing. In the anointing. In the calling. In the calling. That he chose for me. That he chose for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't choose it. I didn't choose it. He chose it for me. He chose it for me, Lord. I'm just saying yes. And I'm just saying yes. So Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit. Grow me up. Grow me up. So that I can walk in that office. Mm. So I can walk in that office. And I can do. Oh, yes. I can do everything. Everything. That you called me to do. That you called me to do. And give you the praise and the glory. I give you the praise and the glory, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I just need you to speak 
and follow her. Mm-hmm. They're right there. <laughs> he gonna break you from your head. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna break you from your head. <laughs> Cause as soon as I said that, okay, Lord, I gotta do this. I, I, yeah, mm-hmm. And see, that right there is what he's gonna do to break you from your head as that prophetic gifting that's inside you just begins to flow from within. So, so just say, Lord, release me so I can flow in your spirit. Just say, Lord, release me so I can walk in that office because I am that more that warrior prophetess like Deborah. That prophetess and judge like Deborah. Release that, Lord, so I can flow in that capacity and move with the fullness of the Spirit of God that you called me to walk in. So now you can talk. So release that spirit of fear. I come against that spirit of fear. I cast you out. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. I, you know, I wouldn't be able to go to bed if I didn't really tell you this. 
Um, but um, so the attack that you see on your sister really ain't about your sister. It's really about you. She really can't touch you like oh, with your health right now. But the attack that you saw on your on your sister or whatever you saw that 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 actually it was a design. That was that ain't like no joke here. So the anointing that the prophet or the apostle just spoke after that. that to you and into your life, that's the anointing, that's the key that the enemy wants. But the enemy can use whomever, whatever, to destroy the gifting that God has given you. He's given you a gift of prophecy. He's given you a gift of strength, a warrior. But you have to decide, choose you this day, the Bible said, <laughs> whom you will serve. So you're going to serve mammon, you're going to do what you do. And, you know, and sister, I, you know, I ain't throwing no stones. I'm going to leave it right there. Uh, or you can choose to do something different. And that's where this special and it fights you every step of the way. Because your flesh, Deborah, I mean, you know, they have come on, thank Aisha, Kabbalah, Deborah, uh, Vanessa, um, her flesh, that's what you're going to have to fight with. It, 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 and that's a fight everybody got to fight with. It's a fight that they'll fight with. It's a thing that Andre fight with every day, you know. So, you know, so, 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 so you got a choice. I mean, clearly. I mean, when you said that, I'm like, man, and God, you know, who? And I'm like, man, am I just, and Lord, you know, I, you know, I'm not just moving my lips. I, you know, Lord, give me, is, is this really real what you get, what you show me? And when you said that, oh, yeah, okay. So, you, you know, wait a minute. So so let me let me just run this by you. Uh, 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 females can be Ahab. <laughs> females can be Ahab and males can be Jezebel. Okay. So that's what the trick of this enemy is. It really ain't about gender. It's about the spirit. So the spirit of Ahab is is passive, but it's got some power. But but mm-hmm. but, but Jezebel needs Ahab because Ahab don't really have the energy and the drive to accomplish evil. He needs this this spirit needs Jezebel to accompany it to drive it to 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 do its evil task. So. Yeah. So Ahab has the power, but 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 Jezebel is the muscle. Amen. So, Amen. So, <laughs> so, Amen. So. I saw that in my mother and father in law. That 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 that's when I first encountered Mr. Sam when I told him my story. I have seen that Jezebel spirit in play with my mother and my father in law, and I see it with my brother in law and my sister in law. And um you know, like I said, this 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 guy, and you know, I'm just keeping it real with y'all. I ain't finna make it all about that. But Mr. Sam, he knows, and you know, since you've known me, it was my husband for 26 years, and that's how it's been. Nothing has transpired, but there is lust there, and I'm like, mm 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 mm, you know. So I'm just hanging there. You know, you know, sister, again, you know, again, that's the trick of the enemy, okay, you know, you know, look here, I got perversion, I got lust, 
I got, you know, man, come on, somebody, you know, yeah. man, I, you know, so, and I, you know, I, I, I say that, but I gotta say a disclaimer. I got it, but I gotta, you know, I'm that, that's in my flesh. That's not what, my, that's, that's not what that, my spirit will say, man. Come on, somebody, right. but you know, so my spirit. That, that, mm-hmm. that, that Holy Spirit inside of me is saying, no, that ain't really Andre doing what right. he's doing, you know. Right. And he's still saying you righteous. He's still calling you righteous. That little that, that, that Holy Spirit inside of you is still a righteous seed that God placed there, mm-hmm. a holy seed. So, you know, no matter what the enemy tries to tell you about yourself, you can tell him he's a lie and that his destiny is determined that he can go crawl back in the pit of hell and then you got to slam the door shut on him, you know. And then he, the apostle just proclaimed something. He said you are a prophet so you can send the word back to your family so they can be healed. Your brother isn't whole. His household isn't whole because it's got this infection with this spirit. Your mother isn't whole. Your father isn't whole because they have this infection. But you can change that. You can start speaking life. You can proclaim stuff into your family. You can stop the enemy from doing what it's doing. It might not manifest right away, but then you'll start seeing some, you know, little incremental signs. And it might be coming out of a little bit of an argument, and your sister says, you know what, I, 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 I can't live here anymore. Ain't I, you should And I've been trying to say this for the last four years. But I've been praying, Lord, open up her eyes. Lord, open up her eyes. You can't work a full-time job. You you know, you're 67 years old. You just can't do it. But she keeps she, she trying to do it. Keep trying to do it. Get something part-time, please. And then, you know, you know what? I, I can't work full-time. You know, like, oh, God, it's three times in the last four years, you think? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But I'm praying I ain't seeing none of this, Vanessa. So I'm like, oh, Lord, you know, four years. I'm like, oh, man, man, you know. And on Wednesday, man, I'm like, okay, wait, 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 wait. Right before the accident, I'm, I'm, you know, man, man, I'm like, ho, ho, wait, wait, wait. We, we can't keep going down the same path and expecting different results. If we keep doing what we're doing, we're going to keep getting what we get. And I'm like, I'm proclaiming that in my, as I walked in the door, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> We're not doing this. This spirit got to go. You you know what? I'm not going to allow you to sleep in bed and be depressed. I ain't doing it. I'm not living that. That spirit ain't living here. That that personality ain't living with me. So so if you see it and God has revealed it because you got a spiritual eye, you can start proclaiming stuff in your in your mama house. You know, slap you some holy oil in as you hug and rub all on your mama. You proclaim it. You speaking speaking to her. And, and sister, I didn't hear you speaking tongues. None of this happens without the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So if you ain't really speaking in tongues, and I ain't hear that. If you if you ain't speaking in tongues, ain't none of this. Ain't none of this. I'm I'm just moving my lips because he ain't working without the Holy Spirit involved in this. So I, mm-hmm. if you ain't speak, if you ain't speaking in tongues and communicating your Holy Spirit, communicating with God's Spirit, then Brother Sam, 
that's why I got to do like Sam said and get that quiet time. And Mr. Sam knows. The no, this quiet time right here. I didn't hear you. I don't know if anybody else heard you, but I was certainly tuning my ear in to when you going to speak in tongues, sister. I was certainly tuning my ear to that. I did not hear that. Right. You called me on that, and you're right. You're so, absolutely so I, you right. Know, man, if, if that ain't happening, then uh, I hear mm. you. I struggle with that. That might be my religion. That might be my, mm-hmm. my you know, I had to I had to repent of that. But I'm like, Lord, I, I know what the Holy Spirit does. I know what the benefits are. So, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm praying. That, that's my struggle, too. Um, Fellas, is is I'm I'm praying. That's a trick then. And and sometimes I can be so engulfed, and it'll come, it'll come, and then sometimes, and it's like, Lord, I got to press in to see how I can get the consistency. I can get the consistency because I don't have the consistency, and I think it's because of the flesh, you know. And I don't know. I, I'm you not. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, this flesh ain't trying to get you righteous. That's for sure. <laughs> this lesson, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely just not trying to get you not to do what you was doing when it liked to do what you was doing. Exactly. <laughs> I'm laughing because, Lord, knows, boy, these Fridays, these happy hours, boy, my brother talked. I'm like, bruh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting here and I said, I, my kids are in their little rooms back there asleep. I told Sam, and Sam can tell you, I said, Sam, I'm going to be on vacation a few days, but you better believe I'm going to wake up and get on this call. Hey, hey, I just shoot this thing real. You know, come on, the I know what goes on at the happy hour. I know what goes on mm-hmm. over my bro's house. So right. you can do it if you want. <laughs> the thirst is real. The thirst is real. <laughs> the thirst for God, the thirst for fellowship, the thirst to be around people who gonna genuinely say what needs to say to you in the word of the Lord, the thirst is real. I seek that. You know, and that's why I am where I am today because I was such a broken woman almost two years ago when Sam and I first encountered each other. I was just, I was, oh, and I just, I know. That's what God say, though. You 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 keep you keep accepting it, but God, you right. God, God say I'm not. You right. You right. Because he he, he said you he you good. What he, what I wrote down, I wrote it down. I wrote yeah. it down for you. Man, I always knew him. I always knew his power because I was raised to know who he was. I was okay. raised to, to know his power. <laughs> so, so, again, you, you, you know, me, uh, come on, I'm, I'm saying you, Vanessa, but I did too. I accepted yeah. what the enemy said. I accepted what people said, you know. I mean, and, and I don't, I, like, when did I start? When did I start, you know, listen or believe in what, what somebody said about me? You know, yeah. somebody that, that you know, uh, that ain't in my life no more. Come on, somebody. Like, you know, I'm like, man, yeah. I, I, I 
as I asked God in Psalms once, you know, 39, I think this is, and we'll get to it. But I was like, search my heart, Lord. Why do I have this, you know, so, you know, inferiority? What happened? You know, and I was like, man, you know, when when my, when, you know, when me and my ex-wife used to get into it, you know, we, you know, it was no holes barred. It was, it was, you know, a heavyweight contest, and, and some words that got said, you know, might, you know, hit, hit some pretty, pretty sensitive spots. And so that sensitive spot, especially when you sleeping with somebody, they know your sensitive areas, and so they might hit you in places where you know, where they know you vulnerable. And so, you know, that seed of inferiority might have come from some words that my ex-wife hit me with. You know, that's the Holy Spirit. I'm like, oh. So when did I start accepting that? When did I start hearing that? When did I start believing that? Didn't know it even got into my spirit. You know, (laughs) amen. It's amazing. It's amazing how the enemy uses people to just try to tear you down. But the question is, like you said, that remains is, are you going to press in and believe what God says about you or man says about you? You know, or even what yourself has been trained to say about you because of others. And, you know. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All right, so unless <laughs> the apostle heard something, I, you know, I know, I know he's fired up. So you know, boy, he started speaking in tongues, boy, it's on. So I know, you know, you know. Uh, so I don't know if you want to jump in before I get started. You know, maybe we should even get started. I don't know. It's been some, you know, pretty, you know, some some revelation today. You know, I mean, this is real. You you know, you just you know. I mean, mm-hmm. the rubber meets the road. I, I don't know. We don't talk about this in my church. Well, the church, I mean, I don't know. Nah, everything is kind of, you, you're going to start seeing things in a different light. You know, that world will start hitting you a little different, you know. In so. the nakedness, I can be naked on my call. I can be, I can just confess and say, you know, you can be in a situation to where you confess and you say things, and then people walk out to church saying, I wouldn't have said that. Did you hear her say she just, and it's like I can say what I need. I can be naked on my call, and that's what's important. That's what grows you to God because that's what the love and the revelation of, of being who you guys are to help people grow. You You can't have all this. And, and don't get me wrong, I know you're supposed to reveal when God says reveal. I get that. You can't just share everything with everybody. But I can do that on this call. And somebody on this call can always relate or have lived it or is living it or fighting through it just like I am. And that's what's important. That's, that's God. Amen. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. What's going on with me? Oh, hey, everything is good. We all got victory on this line this morning. Amen. Glory, glory to God. And um, I'm just, I just like, I just like the tone and the energy in Miss Deborah's voice. It's Vanessa. It's this morning, Miss Renee. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How you doing, Vanessa? Yeah. I'm doing good. You? I'm great now. I'm great. Well, you know something? Yes, ma'am. You know something? 
for that remark that was made to you mm-hmm. because you were being obedient to be open? Yes. See, let's just let you just see. Let's just let you see one of the little the one of the little minions that's around you. <laughs> Amen. Because if she was for you, mm-hmm. then she would have tried to be, you know, then it would have been in her to come and come up with a solution or either to let you be comfortable for what you just did. Amen. While we walking around trying to act like, uh, don't nobody know God knows. That's right. We do. We do have to be. We do have to be careful. And what we do say around certain people, because Absolutely. those little minions come out and try to um, sideswipe you. Mm-hmm. What Brother Andre had just said about um, one of his relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay, you may know your gift, but they may see how great your gift is. Yeah. And if they're not there, they refuse to go there, and they don't want to see you go there. Guess what? They're gonna to try to do things to keep you from from you re- you realizing your full capacity. Amen. Amen. And out of that, it's gonna have you being double minded and doubting yourself. That's true. That's true. That is so very and very true. And when you come and clean, it shows God that you trust Him. Amen. Yep. Amen. But then too. With the woman who said what she said, she put herself on notice. Absolutely. Okay, I'm going back on mute. Amen, amen. So let me just um, uh, go ahead and and read a little bit before we... Before we go, um, so th- these are the, some of the signs and symptoms of the spirit of rejection. I just want to, you know, kind of, this is a review, and then I'm going to kind of get us back up to, up to date. So th- the it, double-mindedness begins with some sort of rejection, and it opens up the door for an unstable identity or personality. And these, um, this, um, this unstable personality or identity that develops has these signs and symptoms, and and I certainly see it in myself, and I try to fight against it. <clears throat> Number one is a constant desire for physical love and assurance of self-worth. Addiction, attention-seeking, despair, despondency, discouragement, envy, fantasy, fears, frustration, guilt, hopelessness, impatience, inferiority, inordinate affection for animals, loneliness, lust, perversion, perverseness, pride, revenge, self-rejection, sensitivity, shame, suicide, unworthiness, and vanity, and finally withdrawal. So this spirit of rejection sets up a trifold cord, and as the Bible says, the trifold cord is, is, is difficult to break, but it can be broken. It sets up a a cord of rejection, self-rejection, and then you start rejecting others. Um, you you know, this spirit can start making you interpret words that you think you hear uh, others speaking about yourself, and that gets interpreted, and, and, and this rejection gets started. 
Um, rejection forms this bond with rebellion. Rebellion is this, you know, forceful spirit. So rebellion and spirit rejection join together in form this interlocking two-fisted demon that is joined. And, and that needs to be separated both of those demonic forces need to be cast into the spirit, into the into the pit of hell. We'll close the door shut on them, and then we need to replace them with this, the gifting and the spirit of 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 God. Those giftings and the spirit, those those signs and manifestations that the brother Sam talked about in Corinthians, I think it was. I think it might have been even even last week or even this week. He might have mentioned some of that. So. He certainly was out there uh, with that, um, you know, and so those are the things that we need to, you know, speak over our lives, that, you know, spirit of long-suffering, kindness, love, um, and, and to address the, 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 the double-mindedness. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, soundness of mind, and support to counteract that, that um uh, double-mindedness that we contend to have. So, you know, as as we go through the day, that we praying for for sound-mindedness, single-mindedness, and again, you know, this spirit of rejection sets up, you know, um, uh, strongholds of fear and paranoia, and it moves on to, you know, perversion, the kingdom, but perversion is, is <clears throat> has a lot of different regions uh, that are ruled by captains, deceit, gossip, slander, God-haters, influence, pride, boastfulness, inventor of evil, evil things are all under this, the, the kingdom of uh, perversion, Be- believe it or not disobedience to parents without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable uh, means that you're dealing with someone who won't be pleased or won't be satisfied, just can't make them happy. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <clears throat> Excuse me. Unmerciful um, is one of the, the um, signs of that. Um, and so we we ended up with with the fact that you have to guard your heart. Um uh, God said that we 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 must guard our heart and God um wants to give us a a um a clean heart uh, uh, uh and, and renew a, a a new spirit for 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 it says in Ezekiel thirty six twenty six it says also I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. So he's going to remove the stony heart and replace it with a soft heart. And we are now entering into Chapter 6, Pride, the Spiritual Blocker. And the apostle starts off with um, a, a Proverbs sixteen eighteen. It says, "Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall." And it says, "We we've been going 
strong in identifying the cluster of demons that ravish the life of a person who has been deeply affected by all kinds of rejection. I pray while you are reading this book, you are ex- you ex- your I'm sorry, your expectation is building for a great turnaround, a reversal in your life and in the life of those you are praying and believing. As we enter this chapter on pride, I want to remind you that there is nothing too hard for God. Though pride is a stubborn demon that shows up in almost every known demonic cluster, God is more stubborn. He's still stubborn enough to rescue you. Come on, somebody. In Job 41, pride manifests itself in the spirit realm as Leviathan, the crooked sea serpent. Spirits operating within the demonic cluster of pride include arrogance, haughtiness, puffed up, self-exaltation, vanity, rebellion, stubbornness, scorning, defiance, anti-submission, egotism, perfection, and the spirits of Rahab and Orion. Pride begins, I'm sorry, pride brings destruction and a curse, causing a person to err. God resists the proud, that's James 4, 6, the fear, okay. the, the fear of the Lord is to hate pride and arrogance. God attempts to hide pride from man through dreams. Sometimes sickness is a result of pride, Job 33, 19 through 26. God is able to abase those who walk in pride. That's Daniel 4, 37. This spirit blocks prayer, worship, in the moving of the Holy Spirit. Oh, my God. Come on, somebody. <clears throat> Woo. Come on, somebody. So wait a minute now. Let me read that again. Sometimes sickness is the result of pride. Mm. God able to abase those who walk in pride. This, this spirit blocks prayer, worship, and the moving of the Holy Spirit. Within the rejection personality, the spirit of pride convinces a person you really do have a lot to be proud of. This cluster of demons even helps promote self-advertising publicity campaigns to convince others and forces the gauge of inferiority and low self-image to rise to an unreasonable level and covers over the warning of Proverbs 27.2, let others praise you and not your own mouth, someone else, and not your own lips. Okay, let me read that again. So if you start getting both, well, here it comes. All right, so within the rejection personality, the spirit of pride convinces a person you really do have a lot to be proud of. 
This cluster of demon even helps promote self-advertising publicity campaigns to convince others and forces the gauge of inferiorities and low self-esteem to arise to an unbelievably low level and covers over the warning Proverbs 27 to let another praise you and not your own mouth, someone else, and not your own lips. So wait a minute. So as you boasting, this this spirit causes inferiorities and low self-image in others. Wow. Wow. So the king of pride is this Livethan, and it's in Job 41, chapter 1, 34, in the New King, King James Version. Canst thou out, or canst thou draw out Levison with a hook, or his tongue with a cord, which thou lettest down? He beholdeth all high things. He is the king over the children of pride. In the last chapter, one, I introduced the concept of demonic kingdoms. Pride is another demonic kingdom that established occupancy in the soul of a person who is oppressed with the spirit of rejection. In this kingdom, the demon king Lithenton. Wow, hold on. Let me read that again. Okay. So, so, it says, this is the, the beginning of this section called the King of Pride. This is Levithan, L-E-V-I-A-T-H-A-N. And it came from Job 41, chapter, I'm, I'm sorry, Job 41, verse 1 through 34. This is from the King James Version. It says, Canst thou draw out Levithan with a hook? or his tongue with a cord, which thou lettest down. He beholdeth all high things. He is a king over the children of pride. In the last chapter, I introduced the concept of demonic kingdoms. Pride is another demonic kingdom that established occupancy in the soul of a person who is oppressed with the spirit of rejection. In this kingdom, the demon king is Levithan. Job 41 is the key passage on Levithan. Most people have this powerful spirit never get deliverance because one of its chief jobs is to block deliverance. Ministers who refuse to open up to the ministry of deliverance are being controlled by a living spirit. Oh, my God. This is their chief problem. Most of the people who fight the deliverance ministry have a powerful living demon and are therefore barely delivered. Whoa. 
Whoa, okay. <clears throat> Those involved in the deliverance ministry will be familiar with Livingston, but if you aren't, you may be surprised when you encounter spirits that identify themselves as Livingston. Some Bible translations refer to him as a crocodile or even as a sea serpent. Job 41 is the key passage on Livingston. I talk about this demonic kingdom in death in my book, Spiritual Warfare and Deliverance Manual. But I'll briefly, in its characteristics, again, I will, I will, but I will briefly describe its characteristics again here as we develop a spiritual strategy specifically focused on destroying the spirit of rejection. Unable to flow in the Holy Spirit, his scales are his pride, shut up tightly with a seal. One is so near to the other that no air can come between them. So when you are unable to flow in the Holy Spirit, it is that spirit. Job 41, his scales are his pride, shut up tightly as with a shield, a seal. One is so near to the other one that no air come between them. Leviton's scales are his pride, and as the verse says, no air come between them. Air represents spirit, and one of the manifestations of pride is the inability to flow in the spirit. Oh, my God. Leviton will attempt to block the flow of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit in the assembly, in the assembly of believers. Come on in. Leviton will attempt to block the flow of and manifestations of the Holy Spirit in the assembly of believers. Leviton will attempt to block the flow and manifestations of the Holy Spirit in the assembly of believers. Proud people can hinder the the flow of the spirit. Humility is the key to operating in the in the power of the Holy Spirit. I, I think we're gonna stop there. Woo! <laughs> I, I can't take no more. So then, what I'm hearing is that he's further breaking down the, some of the reasons why we don't flow in the spirit. When I talk about we in the way we're in our head, so then even in the sense of understanding more that it's pride that's allowing us to stay divided. Bro, come on here. This yeah. job, bro. Did you hear this? Bro, wait a minute. It's job, my, you know, and I talk about my boy that's a, that's a pastor. But look, it, it says it right here. It says, Joe 41 is the key passage to, on Leviathan. Most people who have this powerful spirit never get deliverance because one of his chief jobs is to block deliverance. Mm. Wow. Ministers who refuse to open up to the ministry of deliverance are being controlled by a living spirit. This is their chief problem. Most people who who fight the deliverance ministry have a powerful living demon. 
and therefore are barely delivered. But but Elizabeth will attempt to block the flow and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit in the assembly of believers. So he walk in like he oh, come on here. Mm-hmm. Amen. Wow. Boy, 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 church go on, boy. I, ooh, that um, that's you show up, boy. That's why I say all the time, ooh, to pray for the line, because I just didn't know it. And now, 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 ooh, come on here. Ooh, okay. Okay. Lord, thank you. Okay. That mm. part of being prideful is not admitting that there's an issue. Oh, come on, that, girl. No, you can't. The issue is everyone else's problem, not you. And even though your issues may have been caused by someone else, you still have issues. Yes, Lord. So I think blame is a part of pride. Oh, yes, it is. And not accepting that... There is something wrong. There is a breakdown that's causing you not to get closer to God. There is something that's causing you not to get closer to God, the bottom line. Yeah, it's that flesh personality, that light doing what it do. That's it. That's what's <laughs> so, so I got it. I, you know, come on. I, you know, I got it. Pride. I got it bad. I got, you know, man. So, 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 but I, you know, that's why we, we on this line pleading the blood of Jesus again and, and asking God for deliverance. And so, yeah, but, but, but it, like you said, w- waking up to it, but it starts with that song, that song, what was that? 30, that 39. I just had it not too long ago. It was with the search my heart. Uh, um, David asked God to search his heart. Yeah, that's Psalms 139. Okay. Wow. Wow. So, uh, amen. Thank you for that. Um, So, you know, I, 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 you know, you better be, you know, and when I do it, I'm like, Lord, I'm, I'll be, ooh, Lord, man, sometimes when he reveals some stuff, what, what, you know, what I, what I incorporated, like I said, some of the words that I incorporated into that, into that identity, into that identity, that double-mindedness, that other identity, that alternate identity that Andre has, that, that's the one that has enmity to God that doesn't want to do the stuff that 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 is holy is righteous and so and, we, and when we are under the control and we do the things that that makes us do then that's when we under the the influence of the demonic force. Yes, the taffy pool. <laughs> It's, it's definitely a taffy pull, and if you and if you think about it, because we talked about this last week, even when you go up into church, you still got to be careful because you know going into church, going into a hospital, going to a laundromat, they're all set up as triages for a specific thing, right? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. It's either for a laundromat, for you to go clean your clothes, for a hospital to get you uh, to get control of your disease or get to get rid of it, to get you to get to get you physically well. For church to grow up your spirit and keep your spirit on the right track and not let it be devoured by the negative, the um, distractions that surround you. Now, for if you're going to a laundromat, okay, many washes there, things for you to use to get them clean. When people bring their stuff in, you don't know if a rat going to jump out. You don't know if it's going to be the stuff hasn't been washed in years. You just don't know. You don't, you don't know how bad the smell going to be. But they're in the right place to get that done. Amen. Okay. Amen. You go over to the hospital. Okay. okay. Right. 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 Okay. Right. And then, like I said, with the uh, you know trying to get your health in order. Okay. But then you got to be a get somebody to be a good advocate for you, or either research and be a good advocate for yourself, because now we know that the hospital is a business. And you have to find out if your doctor is really for you or is he for his pocket. To go up to church, okay, you got you, you got you, you got your little um, folks that like to come out and just watch, and then at the end they said nothing about what was what what was taught for the day, but they go up and see what they can get started to test the folks out who did pay attention. Amen, amen. You know, Renee. You know, now, now I look at, at at this on a on a on a completely different level, Renee. Even you know, being being you know, yes, the 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 hospital is a triage, and and the doctor, you know, is is there to do his job to help people, you know. And so, uh, but 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 that ain't the higher authority. I understand that now we move with a higher authority. Our health yeah. is actually control is 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 under spiritual control, as it talked about. Maybe th- th- is there some area that allows the enemy to attack our health? Because health is a part of the salvation, is a part of the children's bread. This is something that we don't, we don't, we we see that upon salvation, and so mm-hmm. so health um, is something that that is the children's bread. And so, yeah, I think you know, and and, and again, this is this is, I think, we, we, you know, a religious sort of 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 conversation, but but some people think that if you pray for stuff like that, you you out of order because that's that's what that's. So there are some people who say, you know, once you pray for healing, you should just leave that on the altar because, you know, that's done. You you, you know, healing, God said you should, you, you know, healing is the children's bread. He gives that. And so why, why you know, to keep reminding God and not accepting that promise is, is actually, some people think, a denial of the promise because you haven't accepted that you have already been made whole and you've already healed, but you keep bringing this back to the altar.
to, you know, and praying about it. So did you did you really get it? So that's just one kind of way to look at it, and I'm I'm sure that there's other, but I'm just saying, and in an argument, um, uh, in a religious sort of setting, this is what people talk about in our in our classes that, okay, you know, uh, yeah, should we pray? Can we just leave it there once, or do we continue to keep praying about the same thing to God? And there, and so there are some some side of the room will say, well, Jesus said that there was a widow woman who said that she continued to bring her issue before the judge, and so so that there are two sides of the story in what I'm saying. So yes, uh, 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 Renee, I I think you're right, uh, but I I think that this is so so spiritual now that that I, I look at doctors differently, although. We, you know, that they're doing the best that they can with our limited ability to know about medicine. You know, so so mm-hmm. we we practice in medicine. We we were marvelously and wonderfully made. Every day, there's another kind of discovery in something medicine. So. You know, we're just doing the best we can with the limited knowledge that we got. So, yeah, the doctors are trying, but God controls the health. And who is who may be preventing or what may be preventing public health could be some demonic entity, whether it's pride, uh, who, who knows, I don't know, you know, but but certainly the Holy Spirit can heal us all of that. I'm sure he's going to give us the treatment and the diagnosis as we move on, you know, but we just, we we really not just going through diagnoses. Right. And it's it's a a scripture in the Bible where it says that God does not like repetition. So if you keep going over and over again the same stuff, just pretty much you watering your blessing with doubt. You know, Renee. Yeah, I, you know that, that that's one side of the story. That's one side that you could debate that, you could argue that, and certainly. But there are other people in the room in the class that can certainly argue. Yes, um, in the courtroom, uh, as I was mentioning in the the story that that about the widow woman who um, came continuing back to the judge to to plead her case, and ultimately the uh-huh. judge heard her case, ruled on her behalf. And she was restored. Mhm. And then so, too, I, I look back. I look back on. Okay, I had a brother. He had um, Hodgkin's. He was um, diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. The time that they told him that he had that, they told him to get his affairs in order because. He only had less than a year to live. He wound up living 22 years after the diagnosis. Look at God. Wow. My dad, he had COPD, and the doctor came to a point for where the doctor just looked at him, didn't say much to him when he came in for his office visit. He said to Mr. Toller, I told you there's nothing more I can do for you. So he came home and so he was like, my father was cussing. I said, wait a minute, what you cussing for? And he's like, that man look at me like, um, I made him out to be a liar. 
I said, huh? Well, he said, there's nothing more they can do for me. And he's looking at me like, how dare you walk up into my office? But for the next time we had an appointment, and I don't know what type of demon was on this doctor, but one of his well, one of his other patients had came in the following week before my dad, and when he was there to talk to the doctor about his illness, the patient had pulled out a gun and blew out his own brains in the doctor's office. My God. My dad came back home, and I was like, well, what's wrong this time? And he was like, he told me what happened. I said, you know something, every time, every time you go back and see him, you just tell him you're still here. It's not your time to go yet. You're still here. Mm-hmm. Well, family members and stuff who knew my dad, because every time my dad went into the ICU, he was in there telling jokes. And people like, he and I see you telling jokes. I said, that's him. Now, now we learn every day we can speak to that. Whatever, whatever illness, whether it's congestive heart failure, whether it is is a high blood pressure, whether it's you know a, a, a man come on impending stroke. I think we can speak to those things now, cast it out and prevent it. So now you know you know you, you know Renee moving moving in a in a different flow now. So if that that illness tries to uh, you know, affect your father, no matter what the doctor says, it doesn't really matter anymore. You're speaking to that illness. But certainly once you find out the diagnosis, whether they tell you, you know, heaven forbid, you know, now, you know, it, 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 my, my approach to talking to patients now is, hey, if, if this is really what it is, and this is something that we got. We can pray for. This is what we can come against. Whether it's high blood pressure, you don't want to take high blood pressure pill. Okay, then, then I agree with you. I stand in agreement that that is that is a trick of the enemy. That you you move in perfect health, and that this diagnosis of hypertension is a trick of the enemy. Is a is a, is a diagnosis from the pit of hell, and you don't have to accept it. But then you have to start doing stuff to get yourself right. Exercise, stop drinking, stop smoking, uh, stop the salt, you know, stuff that you can do to get yourself in, in some kind of order. Same way to me. We can pray. We can pray against those stuff. We can speak in tongues. We can anoint that person with oil. We can, we can, you know, invoke the Holy Spirit to send down one angel. We can do stuff to, 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 to me to usher in healing, like medication. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. They've had um, quite a few of the weight loss programs. We're just talking about one of the yesterday. And we're talking about how this man had lost, like, so much weight within 40 days. He said he suffered from acid reflux and a couple other things, and his midsection was pretty huge. Well, when he lost that weight, he said he also lost the medication. He didn't have to take it anymore because whatever he was putting into his body to have his body rejected and him not listening, since he's not putting it in his body anymore, Amen. the body is at ease. And it's, and it's showing that, hey, he doesn't need this anymore. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. But I just, I, I can't, can you imagine this doggone spirit in the assembly of, of the believers? In the assembly of believers. I, ooh, that, that, ooh, I, I had to stop right there because I'm like, oh, man, not, not, we we going we gonna to have to take, you know, church and church is getting a new meaning after this. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it gets a whole new meaning. And, and now pride gets, you know, I got, I, now I got to read about this Leviton. I, you know, I had maybe seen it once or twice in the Bible. But I never, you know, I didn't really go into it in Orion, and, and I guess so. Next week, guys, I guess we're gonna have an interesting, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, more, more delving a little further into this chapter. But I guess we're gonna, you know, uh, get a little bit deeper into this spirit of pride, and um, just to kind of give you what your what your what your your appetite a little bit. Uh, again, um, not, not only is Leviton able to um, uh, block the flow of the Holy Spirit, it's self-preserving. It blocks uh, prayer and prayer ministry. He uh, speaks harsh words. He breaks covenants. This is, you know, this is what the Spirit causes. Um, it hates serving but likes to be served. Um, it, it Not to be played with. Um, Difficult to defeat. It's stiff-necked and stubborn, hard of heart, a deeply rooted, controlling, and resist submission. It's deceptive, and so we'll we'll talk about that ne- at, at next time. And then, um, the, you know, to to remain hopeful, he does talk about defeat Leviathan with the power of God and fasting. So as the Apostle Sam was talking about through prayer and fasting, that's how we're going to defeat pride. And that's something to, to what our appetite with for, for the next coming week and, you know, stuff like that. I'm sorry we didn't get a, you know, real long way in the, in that in this chapter of the spirit of pride. But I think this uh, prayer call was revealing. I think it, it you know, to me, it, it, it blessed me. Amen. Well, you know, as we go through the Bible and, you know, um, to help awaken our spirits, <coughs> oh, excuse me, and get it to flow with the Holy Spirit, there's a lot of stuff in there. We just can't just skip or run through it. And if this is where it led us to how to, you know, to get to understanding, then so be it. Mm-hmm. Amen. I mean, because so what you just said about leather, I mean, well, I'm going to have to look that word up, but I have a funny feeling I know what the meaning is. But it sounds more like what these people, uh, these people who are racist are going through. Mm. Where they want to call the police on you just because of, just because of the, 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 the lovely skin color God had blessed you with. Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up. Nah, that's that's you know in social justice, you know, ministry. That's 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 actually what 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 you know we should be praying about. You know that spirit that causes. I mean, it's a spirit of pride in some people that want to want to you know 
you know, keep some some people down, you know, and, and, and you know, somebody gets behind that badge, you know, and then they, you know, the, 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 you know, and that power and authority can get intoxicated. You know, it's really something, you know, just just to kind of expose myself a little bit further. You know, you, you, you know, as a, you know, they teach you, at least in training, to be self-confident, you know, and to be assured of yourself and so and to know what you know. But that can quickly turn into, into um, you know, into pride and arrogance and and um you know uh self deception and, and self grandiosity and you know and all the stuff that's all involved in so but that that came you know you know you you thinking it was a good thing because it was how you were trained and you were trying to do mm-hmm. good in whatever program you were in but it really was a trick of the enemy to get you into you know this uh, self righteousness and pride and arrogance. So there's so many ways to, that that it can enter in our life. But thank God we, you know, getting revelation on how to how to defend it, how to how to at least watch it. You know, certainly, you know, and then it's difficult because uh, you know at various times of the day, if you're not really watchful, you can get triggered by the spirit of anger. You can, you know, you can, you know, certainly, you know, do the things that you don't want to do under the control of the, you know, this um mm-hmm. demonic. Entity. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, I, and then, too, um, I don't know if you all seen Sammy Sosa's appearance lately. I'm sorry, can no. you speak every day? The who? Sammy Sosa, the baseball player? No, I haven't. He has bleached himself so white, He's he, he, he literally looks like a sheep. Oh, Jesus. Wow! He had, uh, a, like, he had like a um a Latina woman uh-huh. standing next to him. He was so white; it made her look like she was black. Was this was this self induced, or was this something that that was you know medically you know because you know you, you know I, black people don't want to be black, so you know I. I, I, sure. I so, so you know, I don't know. Some people might say that this vitiligo was that Michael Jackson had was, you know, self-induced. He didn't really want to be black. That, you know, he thought that mm-hmm. his skin color was white, that he could be, you know, he would be bigger than the Beatles. And he probably would have been, you know. But, but you know, and I'm sure Sammy Sosa, you know, you know, he was the man back in the day, you know, and I'm wow. sure he, he probably, you know, and, and and unfortunately, you know, we Africans that, you know, were taken in the slave ship, we all, you know, have this spirit of, or you know, under the domination of, of you know, the Europeans, no matter what, where they dropped us off, and then, you know, and throughout slavery and, and what they did, they reinforced this this fear, the spirit of inferiority, and, mm-hmm. you know, promoted their, their own sort of, you know, um, you know, a superiority over us. But, so, but, but, yeah, but, but now, you know, in, in 2018, you know, with the resources we have, we we are equipped to pray against that. We we are you know a little bit more equipped to to, to you know invoke the spirit of 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 
the Holy Spirit to, you know, influence the, the, the you know, the, the, the evangelical church, to have, you know, have people look at the circumstance a little bit differently, you know. And so, uh, you know, yeah, we got to just keep praying for, keep, I think, you know, be faithful, you know, and hopeful that God can change, you know, and that he will bring us out like he did, um, you know, the children of Israel. And so, uh, yeah, I, yeah, just, you know, racism is real, all of that is real, but it's all demonic, and, it's, you know, it's all to keep people suppressed and oppressed, uh, you know, people that are superior think that they are that, and, and, and technically they're under, you know, oppression. So, hey, uh, you know, it's, it's all real. It's all really real. Yeah, yes, and think of it is with us being down here, we all are a reflection of each other. Yep. And, um, you know, the old story about narcissism. The guy fell in love with his reflection so much that he fell in trying to save himself out the water and wound up drowning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and the thing went between Michael Jackson and Sammy Sosa. Michael Jackson, okay, when he got burnt up from that doing that Pepsi commercial, yeah. And they had to do skin grafting. Okay. And it probably hit his nerve system to a certain degree where the uh what they call it, uh Delilago mm-hmm. has not manifested. Okay. Uh TI's wife, Tiny, she goes over to Africa to get them to go ahead and to medically change her eyes from dark brown to blue. Yeah. You know, it's, this is all the sickness, you know, that 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 we bought in either, you know, individually as a people that we that we're less than, you know, and so people, you know, we we'll do anything, thing cosmetically, but 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 you know, that it is what it is. Uh, but, but we have to keep being prayerful, and we got to do what we can do in the 2018, and uh, you know, so so yeah, so so so. Let me slide this this little one in for you. Okay. Now, it was always said that you had too big of lips, too big of noses. It was too dark. Our hair was too nappy. Okay. So. In in whose eyes, though? In whose eyes? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So that's what our oppressor was telling us. Right, right. too big. Okay, but guess what? The more and more they told us that, and that's for us to realize the the wonderfully way God had made us, they're telling us that it's ugly, but they're trying to get it. Absolutely. So, so, so. So, tell me, so tell me, and like I said, it's brainwashing, because you want to say that this is so ugly, but if it's so ugly, then why are you trying to hold on to it? But, you know, in the same respect that I see, okay, um, I don't mean to be unladylike, but you got every rap song that um, promotes having a large posterior, okay? So you Mm -hmm. even have us, the women, everybody should be happy with themselves. I'm not saying I'm against that, 
But even within our own race, we mm-hmm. do that. So you got women going out here literally dying, getting caulking, pumped in their rear ends and things like that. So it's not just the white folk because white folks show sure ain't out here talking about bunk- bunkums and stuff. So that's right. why you got to be secure in God and know Amen. who you are in God because there there's go. somebody for everybody, but I see it every mm-hmm. day. I'm at the gym and I see these women come in and it's like this. You want your rump so big that it's a spectacle almost. And it's it's crazy. And, Doctor, let me tell you something, Doctor. I was in a boot camp class with a young woman. It was several of us. And she said to the lady, my husband wants me to stop because I'm losing too much rear And this woman was overweight. So our young people feel like now it's this thick thing when it's really overweight and it's not healthy. Right. And it's all because of what's being sung in a nasty rap song. Come on. You know, so we 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 right. we don't control our music. We don't really right. control the media. So what what whatever they you know tell us that we should like, that's what we like. And that's so because right. you know you know it would be you know it would be interesting if the, if the music you know that that they produced uh, spoke a different kind of of mentality. You know, yeah. self help and stuff like that. But the but but you know, again, we we not you know this is spiritual wickedness in high places. So yeah. we got wicked rulers who control the record industry, who mm-hmm. produce mm-hmm. sex violence and stuff like yep. that to perpetuate yep. you know that type of spirit in you know in communities. And so, mm-hmm. you know, again, this thing is so much bigger than, than, than you know, than what we think is, is incredible. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know, gun violence that we, you know, here in America, you know, <laughs> you know, again, you know, it, 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 we see it. We, it, it it's such a, it, it's so funny to me because we we got a president who is is so um, involved with the NRA with money that he can't speak against. He can't speak against violence really and gun control because he's got he's you know that's where his money comes from. But but we got a you know we got a movement of people talking about we want change and mm-hmm. so it, you know it's, it's but again the National Rifle Association is one of the largest lobbyists in in America so a lot okay. this 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 this, co- this country was built on on capital capitalism okay. and money and greed and power so at the yeah. very root of this country it was. Not that we, you know, that what we learned in school, oh, the, the colonists were formed because, mm-hmm. you know, a religious persecution. They, they fled England seeking, you know, political asylum and religious asylum in the New World. And, you know, so the pilgrims, you know, came over here and they were all holy, holy. Nah, it was really wasn't like that. They, you know, it was some of them, but you know, when you know France was letting their criminals come over here through, you know, releasing the jail, and so not right. only, you know, so so not only did they have, you know, people that were, you know, Bible believers, but they had some pretty ruthless people come over here as well, and so uh, you know, and, and and so those people. 
were the people who decided to enslave us after, you know, being, um, after really helping this country become a country on its own. I mean, there were freed Africans that fought in the Revolutionary War. But then something happened. They decided that, that okay, you know, they, we, black people, Africans were good enough to fight for our freedom, but they're not good enough to have equal rights. And then they decided right. to enslave us. So something happens. Something evil has to happen to say, well, okay, you know, we don't, we don't care that you all helped us. And, you know, and, and this, this – this this ideal this 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 um this thought is pervasive. You know how, how can how can the you have African American soldiers come back from World War One and Two and be hung in a in a country that they fought for, but they were treated with better respect in Europe and and all of that. You know how, how can how can we you know even now to this day. You know, we, we don't have equal uh, rights. You know, oh, you know, you know, they want to say, oh, you know, per per population, um, there are more white people getting killed by white cops than black people getting killed by white cops. I, you know, you can twist statistics around however you want, but we know. You know, anybody that's African-American, you are are preyed upon, you know, whether they want to accept it or not. But that's that's something that we, we, we got to write about. That's something that we got to be vocal about. That's something that, to me, we got to pray about. We can't be mamsy-pamsy and let it happen. I mean, I went to the organization that, that I'm a part of. Uh, the the American Family Association uh, practice. I write to them talking about. I want to see more African represent African American representation in my conferences. I've not seen a presentation a presenter that was African American yet. And so, are you trying to tell me that I don't know as much medicine as my 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 Caucasian counterpart? But he, I can't teach them. That's what they're telling me. Yeah. So 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 you know I I think that we as as active um you know participants in society need to you know say how we feel at least one way or another I mean I, you know ooh and, and then really try to fight against it you know I I think that if we don't you know if, our, if we don't hold our politicians if we don't have hold our churches accountable anymore to, to address issues of of economic development, um, jobs and stuff like that. I, I rarely does my did, did my pastor talk about uh, about um about economic issues. Um, you know, where the rubber meets the road. It, it, I understand how you know, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus um, and, and I understand he is the way, all of that. But then there is something that says we gotta do something here. And so, right. so, so, and this is this is you know again this, this debate. There is some part of the church that says we we don't need to do nothing. That Jesus is Jesus is Jesus, and He'll take control. But then there's some part of the church that says yes, we have an active we we have, we play we play an active role in society. We should care about our neighbor. You know, we should care about humanity. 
And so, you know, all of those address again to me, you know, what 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 choose you this day? Would you who you will serve? Will you choose Mammon? You'll choose, you know, the spirit of orphan, spirit of rejection, or you're gonna choose the Holy Spirit, you're gonna choose God. Who what what control are you gonna be denied? What what are you gonna allow? You can't you know, as you see this sort of pan out you have the choice, the ability, and then now you can see it in others. And then you can, you, to me, we had an obligation to start, you know, at least addressing it within ourselves, you know, what we see, and at least trying to invoke the Holy Spirit to, to, to do something. He can't do anything unless he we usher him in and, and ask him to get involved in the issues of our lives and what we you know what we have going on, and so yeah, I, I, yeah, Renee and Vanessa and everybody else on this line, you know, yeah, I think it's active and it's real, but we can do something about it. But you know, yeah, you're right, and for right now, you can't say that we didn't have a choice because we do have a choice, and we had ancestors who have paved the way for us to have opportunity mm-hmm. to help exercise our choice. Amen. 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 So Amen. It's, it's, it's down to the point who you with, what you going to do, what part did you play in it? Yeah. Are you going to yeah. be accountable for the freedom that you said you wanted? Who you going to come and on? Too, you, you look at it from where, for like for in Trump. Trump was putting people into positions they ain't got no business being for incarceration. Mm-hmm. But guess what? And and see, this was an insult to us, really. Ben Carson was good for when he was a brain surgeon, and that was his gift. I give him that. I don't know what happened in it. I don't know what happened in the in in the by and by though, because it seemed like he stood too close to the X-ray machine. But he got him now, over hood. Now Where they'll tell you that like, you're not like them. So he bought he bought. The 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 he bought the, 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 he, bought the right. he bought the he bought the pill that said hey Ben you're not like them exactly you know yeah. you, you, you know no no and they'll tell you that I'm hurt they will they will you know you're yeah. not like them and so he bought that he bought into that we 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 you know so so you know a long time ago you know I was in the food of Islam and, and I you know something that kind of stuck with me and it's good and it's bad in the sense the Mr. Lewis Fair kind of said that we don't like ourselves because you know what the the image of what society says is 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 counter to what who we are you know, right. uh, we're brown skin, with curly, you know, tight hair. That's in mm-hmm. broad noses. All of the features that we had, that's deemed bad or unattractive. Mm-hmm. The, the opposite is deemed good. So when we look at ourselves in the mirror, we we look at ourselves differently. We don't look at ourselves with, with you know, with, with, you know, with the same sort of of good feelings because this is not what we see and this is not what media has portrayed about us. But okay. you, you okay. know, so so yeah. any any kind of way that that they can tell you you're not like 
who you really are. You buy into that. How can somebody say that slave? How can an African American say that that slavery was like Europeans when they came over here on the Mayflower? That that was a we could know, we are immigrants. I, really, I, are you serious, Ben? As as an as as an African American male and a doctor, I was insulted. But but I understand that he bought into this. I mean, you you know, so he's not like us. He's he, one of them. He bought into it. and He felt like he was exempt. But in the meantime, they put him in, put into a position where, hey, we gave you a black person that has a high that has a high office. And really, he's like an anti-Christ while he's in that office because he's not trying to do good. He's trying to everything he can to break you down. So, so this 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 um president, whoever he is, has a history of doing that to our people. And so mm-hmm. he went out and got you know these baseball, basketball, I mean football players, Jim Brown and and Ray Lewis to support him either doing, you know, before he was running or after his, and and then when he got in office, he calls them, you know, a name, S-O-B. Right. And so Mm -hmm. we've never heard, we don't hear from Ray Lewis anymore. We haven't heard from Jim Brown anymore. This, this, This president has a history of using us to get what he wants, and then he burns, he throws us away. Just like yeah. he's gonna do Kanye, but 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 you know, so right. he finds people he can use to promote and do it. Again, it's the enemy. It's the, it's this this demon kills, steals, and destroys. And, destroys. and so and so you can so we can we can look at Trump and go, wow, what what a, what a he's the epitome of a manifestation of this spirit. Whatever spirit mm-hmm. he's controlling, there could be several. Uh, uh, so, so, but whatever it is, we can understand that this is the epitome. He is the epitome of demonic manifestation, and the people who follow him are, are infected with that as well. And and when he speaks to them, he's speaking to the constituent, his constituents who are, have this, you know, particular infection and like that's what they like to feed on. And so when he t- talks about, you know, wh- wh- whatever candidate he supports and they are about his agenda and they are allowed to, you know, spew racial slurs and stuff like that, then these are the people that have that type of inspection. But, you know, we we got to understand that we got to play against that, that, that America sees this as wrong. You know, this is, mm-hmm. this is a sickness of not, you know, this is a sickness of their heart, too, because they're not holy. Yeah. So so you know it's it's um you know it's it's it's, it's interesting. This is you know as we as, you know as we go through this this um you know graduate course and you know even what you know the the, the apostle was saying during the week about our spiritual man. You know it 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 has you know Trump has a a little bit to do it, but it, it has a lot to do with how Andre. What do we allow? Right, right. What Andre thinks about. That's right. And even think of it like this, Andre. Even think of it like this. When you get up in the morning, you thank God for letting you have another day to Mm -hmm. um, live in his creation of today. In that thankfulness, you are thankful for everything he gave you. 
down to, that, that down to your toenail, down to the last gray hair or dark hair that he, with the color that he blessed you with. But if you sit in there, I mean, you're talking double-mindedness if you say, okay, well, thank you, Lord, for waking me up for this, that, and the other. But then you go put on all these other ornaments to cover up what you just told me you were thankful for. Renee, just you just you, you, you just you just you just said so much, but you know, even even our clothes, Renee, and I'm learning. You know, even our clothes are are layering and covering up who we truly are inside. Right. You know, because that's a that's an image again. You know, as as you know, God is revealing this. This is all an image that that. You know, we're trying to portray. We, you know, all doctors look a certain way. We, you know, we dress a certain way. You know, and, and our behavior is expected to act a certain way. You know, so so if 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 in this walk, your eye becomes a little bit open to a lot a lot of things, and you start examining, you know, who what really is is the core. And then that's what, you know, and now my prayer is to renew my mind, to, re, you know, recreate a, a, a clean spirit, a, a new creation, you know. So, you know, because that old Andre, you know, you know, got twisted, you know, you know, through, you know, whatever, through, you know, again. Peer pressure. Everything. I, I, I can, you know, only blame myself. I mean, not, not only blame myself, but you know, some of the stuff I, I willfully did. You know, that was, you know, when, you know, at thirteen, did nobody tell me that that you know forced me to drink old English? Did nobody stretch okay. out my lower lip and, and rub <laughs> my throat and make me swallow that? <laughs> but you thought you had the heart of a lie. I did drinking uh, forty ounces of old English eight hundred. So so uh, uh, yeah uh, so I, so you know you know so man I you know I can't get I you know I mean I wanted to get extremely mad at that dude that ran in the back of me but we were about the same age he was drunk as a skunk and I'm like man that 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 really could have been me. But you know something take all the thing. Now you have something to, you know, to, 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 um, you know, you can look at the contrast of the situation. Because see, just as good as you got in there, you could have, you could have stayed there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, again, I thank God that he is mindful of me, that he, he, he thought it fit to say, well, okay, you know, let, let me lead him to a, into a little bit more truth. But, but again, I wasn't comfortable. I knew it was something else. The spirit inside of me, that righteous seed, always knew and drummed young for the trueness uh, and, and who God really was. I, you know, I didn't understand it. You know, I didn't understand it. But that righteous seed that he had put inside of me knew that it was something else, that it was always something else, that it was so much more. And so now, as, as the apostle says, are we now we're in this graduate course. We're not eating, as the Bible says. We're not drinking, you know, milk anymore like babes. we really eating meat. Yesterday and this, all this week, when the apostle was talking about, you know, the spirit, man, that's all meat. 
You know, this ain't, you know, this is, this is, you know, not, you know, baby stuff. You know, this is, is, you know, this is is heavy duty, you know, uh, uh, spiritual, you know, um, uh, uh, conversation. And then, you know, with the apostle, uh, uh, this is spiritual warfare. So, you know, again, yeah, absolutely. So, so, and then you uh, know, and you know, when you give a baby milk, that's just stuff that's you know, just go ahead and help to get your body prepared for when it's time for the more solid food. Hey, there you go. <laughs> okay, and then when you get solid food, you have to <laughs> be able to go in and remember to brush out the residue off your teeth out your mouth because you know that it leaves back bacteria that can come and form something else. So you got to get into flossing and getting that other stuff out so it don't decay in between your teeth and then go into other areas that you do not want to go into. Hey, man, I, I, and I, I guess that's that you got to eat the right food, Renee. And, and then, you, like you said, then you got to clean it out. So even in, as we go to our respective places of worship, now when we hear the word, hopefully it's the right word, you know. And so right. let's start there. That, that word got to be the right word because, you know, now I'm going into churches and I'm, I'm hearing – I I, I I don't know what I heard in a couple of churches, that, you know, and and so we we just pray that the word goes forth, and then now, now that we know that the enemy is in the assembly of the saints, even when the word goes forth, there may be entities that try to block what you know the, what the word was been sent to do. Uh-huh. You know, and so we, you know, when night is, you know, it takes our, it takes our, the way we pray, the way we worship, the what we you know, what we think about to a whole different level. So, you know, yeah. So, I, I, man, I, I agree with you, Renee. I totally agree. And then so, too, but, go ahead. Huh? I, I was going to okay, say, go ahead too. before we go ahead. Okay, and then again, too, you know how you had the big upheaval about women breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Okay, think about it. If that milk was made during the um, gestation of that baby being formed in its mother's womb, that was their nourishment. That was for their nourishment. But out of what man's looking at, oh, shoot, if we get these women to start breastfeeding more, have these babies more healthy, then that's going to mess with our product our product and also our money numbers for our profit on this stuff that we told them that was good for the base. For you know, Renee, that, formula. That, that's so huh? true. That's so true. I mean, you know, Gerber is a multi-billion, trillion-dollar industry. And so, you know, the baby formula, uh, you know, Trillion dollar industry. So, and and, and we, it, it, you know, truth be told, and you know, you know, and I, I don't know if a lot of doctors talk about it, but we we haven't found, you know, the true components or what really the medical benefits someone breastfeeds. We know breastfeeds can be healthier, on and on and on. You know, God, we will. 
doing wonderfully, Maggie. And if the mother oh. makes a product that she's going to give her child, it's probably got everything. It, you know, the baby needs to grow and then some. So, you know, it, again, it, you know, pride, greed will cause man to to do just and say <laughs> just about anything. It will make the money to become a, a multi-trillion dollar industry and we trick them into to taking the formula, then and we get rich. Then they done what they what they want to do. The spirit has controlled them. Um, they've killed off a, few, a certain amount of people, uh, but then they but then they're rich, you know. So, uh, but then they're controlled by the spirit of greed. So, lot lot lots to pray for, and then you know. So speaking of prayer, I'm on I'm gonna move into the prayer. If if there's no other comments, concerns, or you know, further ado, we'll, we'll say say some prayer. Sit, lift up, lift up the folk in prayer, and then we'll we'll enjoy our Friday. Amen. 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 Hey, Renee. Renee. Yep. Oh, absolutely, yep. Renee. Renee, the, the 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 woman that God says he he longs to sup with, the woman that God says he loves to meet. So, so, and I'm always curious to find out what what does God say to somebody that He says He loves to sup with. I got, like I said, I gotta get you this book about Mother Daphne, who who said that she realized that God would love to meet with her too, and would set out a designated time to meet Him every morning. So yeah, yeah, and then her wonderful stories of deliverance and healing out of those meetings. But uh, Amen, Amen. Come with me, come with me, sister. Come with me as we walk into the throne of of God as we get into a heavenly atmosphere where angels are proclaiming and singing holy, holy and Father God is right in front of us and is is pleased with with you because he longs to sup with you. Renee, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you as we walk in and speak to God, speak to your daddy about what you want to talk to him about. Go ahead. You want me to do it in tongue or a regular voice? Uh, I want you to do however you want to do it, <laughs> however you plan to do it. Now we gonna do it the way he that he that he wants to see growth in me. So go ahead. Who said that? 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 Who said that?
trauma that 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 the enemy is set up for your granddaughter. You can prevent that. You can stop traumatic events in her life. You can stop traumatic events from occurring in your granddaughter's life. As you touch her, you're going to speak to her future and prevent any traumatic events in her life. You will speak to her life and prevent any traumatic events in her life. You will speak to any spirits that want to control her demonically. In the name of Jesus, you have the ability to start movement before it even happens. <laughs> you have the ability to sense demonic activity before it even happens. You have the ability to spy on demonic plans of destruction. So you had the ability to sense out like <laughs> like what the enemy is going to do, and you can prevent that. You can pray against that. That is that is that is such a wonderful gift of being a spy, a spiritual spy like Caleb and Joshua who were able to see the enemy and come back and tell what the enemy has. That's, oh, wow. <laughs> Amen. Wow. Amen. 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 So, so, so you are able to speak to your granddaughter. You're going to be able to speak to your daughters. You'll speak life into them, and you'll be able to prevent stuff from happening in their lives. God longs to sup with you. He wants to give you the the plans of the enemy. That the this Holy Spirit, that's his job, is to is to make you better at what God has ordained you to do. So you 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 and in the name of Jesus I ask the Holy Spirit to continue to show you how to be more effective for the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Wow. Amen. Amen. Wow. Amen. Amen. Wow. Wow. I'm definitely a foot soldier. Mm. Mm. So I am definitely a foot soldier. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to the manifestations. You get, you know, I'm looking
that Waffle House thing, I, I saw it in the dream. <laughs> and I prayed against it. You know, and, and you know what? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. You know? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 man, that's that. We need you, Renee. That's for sure. We need that. Mm-hmm. You mean you can warn us? If, 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 you know, if, you know, we, you know, you can warn the church that some sort of, you know, demonic entity is going to walk up in the church. <laughs> you, you, it, God, oh, well. God, God, God can give you that antenna to say, uh-oh. <laughs> I, 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 the spirit of confusion might crawl up at the end of the day. <laughs> we we, we got to be able to identify that. So if Sister Stanley start acting crazy, we 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 know that this dog on this you know spirit of confusion and get that kind of out of the day. Right. Well, I, you, and I you can, got the ability to do that. Huh? I have. I, I, I can confess that yes, I have had that happen quite a few I times. I don't have. <laughs> Amen. Thank funny, you, Lord. And the funny thing about it, when I was trying to warn somebody, this, that that person that had that demonic spirit on them looked. Okay, at one point it was once for where I said, "Look, just let me tell." Them. And they were like, "No, no, no! Don't tell them! Don't tell them!" I said, "They ain't gonna believe me no way." But they'll get in the by and by. And so when I went to tell them, they was in all denial. But then it was about a couple of weeks later, they had to come back and apologize. And you know that's right. And it was like, well, how did, I was like, you know, I said, I can't, I said, only thing I can do, you ask me a question, only thing I can do is answer to the best of my ability. And what I would do, I said, but the other part of that, you have to be honest with you and be ready to take it for what it is. And I can't do that for you. They have commercials on right now where it talks about, you know, how you go ask for help from your neighbors and stuff, and the neighbors will give you the information that's for you to do the rest of the footwork. Now they got it for where you ask the neighbor to get you the information, but then you also look at them to do everything while you sit back and just not do your part. And see, and that's the one thing that keeps the um, keep that demonic spirit spirit going, too. Because they know that person's going to be too lazy to do their part. It doesn't matter what everybody else does because the missing key is the person. Amen. Amen. Wow, man, you 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 got a big assignment. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Well, well, Renee, it looks like it was just me and you, so. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up the call if uh if there's no one else in need of prayer. Apostle, you still on the line? I guess we did close it down, huh? We shut it down, Renee. We shut it down. Yeah. Now you are in Chicago, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So let me know what day is a good day for you, and I can meet up with you and get that book from you. 
<laughs> okay. All right. Uh, you, you know what? I, I I probably need to to find the book. If I don't find it, I'm gonna have to order a copy. I'm all over the place. So, but um, what is it called? I will I will have to Google it. It's, it but her name is Mother Daphne. Uh, you know what? I, I got a prayer warrior who I know has the book, and I'll I'll text her and see if she'll um uh text me the the title of the book, and then I you know probably have something for you next time. We'll, I'll definitely give you that book. It, it's a, it'll be a wonderful blessing because it talks about the Azuma Street um um uh revival, and it, it was and, and that's called the like the second great awakening. When God's Holy Spirit moved in the in the church, oh, it, 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 it'll it'll be, it'll be it, you read that it'll make your tears come to your eyes. Amen. Okay. Amen. All right. Well, it, 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 let's let's uh, let's end it up, uh, and uh, we'll we'll go on. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for an opportunity to. To get stronger in your word, to get deliverance, to get healing, to be made whole. Father God, I thank you for all that you've done, all that you will do in our lives, in the lives of others. Now, Father God, let's send your word of deliverance. Make us whole. Renew in us a, a right spirit. And give us a clean, restored heart. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Till next time, Renee. And everybody. Amen. Peace. Yes, have a beautiful and blessed Friday as well as weekend. And until we meet up again on the line, spread the word and be blessed.
Hello? Hello?
With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.